This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I already availed. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're watching people do stuff. People. Stonks. People walking, people talking. As we watch Spine 278 in the Criterion Collection, Michelangelo Antoni. Whoa. Lecklis from 1961. But first, mm-hmm. RJ, yes. how are you doing this week? Could you uh, hit me with one of those Antonionis again? You know, RJ, uh, it's, yeah. it, it was mentioned to me this week that last week, uh, our, in our preamble, right off the hop, it sounded like we were flirting with one another. Who said that? People. What were we even saying? I don't know. What do you mean people? Like multiple people said this? At, at least at least a person. At least a person? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, shows what they know. Because <laughs> if I was flirting, I'd be naked. You'd be coming in hard and heavy? Well, I'd probably get arrested if you if you saw me trying to flirt. You're damn you know right. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what we said, but I I don't even remember how we started this one tonight, like 10 minutes ago. That's true. I, well, I know last week we were talking on about Jared Leto. That's for some time. Uh, Yeah, but when are we not talking about Jared Leto? Do you know what I mean? Like, alternatively, when are we not talking about Jared Leto? Well, we were doing pretty good for the first 45 seconds. I mean, not even just in episodes, like, since when has this podcast not been a Leto cast? Leto Fest? Yeah, welcome to the Leto Fest. I'm more of a Leno fan. Wow. It's been a while for Jay. For the the Leno drops? Yeah, I mean, if I want to take my J, letter J, Leto or Leno, who who, who you got? I would take... Who's... who's, brought more to the table have uh have which one has fought at wrestlemania neither but definitely one has wrestled in what a grandpa might call wrestlemania in the sense that it was wrestling uh who who has the higher summer slam every, every every week is wrestlemania for grandpa for for grandpa yeah i mean <laughs> to be honest i kind of right. i kind of like that now and and bethany She'll say, Aunt Bethany? Yeah, are you watching the WrestleManias? You're watching your WrestleManias, dear. Catching your polka chews on your little Game Boy. That's mm-hmm. my old Woody Allen. Oh, dear. What? Are, are, are you going to watch Allen v. Pharaoh RJ? No, I've already heard it was pretty damning. So I'm like, that's good enough for me. Mm. Don't got much else to report. No. Uh, I don't know. Are you going to watch? Do you have Crave now? Yeah, no, I'm probably not going to watch it. No? How come? I I, I didn't watch the, the Michael Jackson expose. And... That one was pretty rough, Jay. Yeah. Jay Bones. We'll, we'll see what happens. Because uh, apparently someone wrote, like, like a legitimate uh, news agency wrote up, like, a list of things that they the documentary has just decided to not include so far. Because I think it's supposed to be, like, four hours, all told. So who knows what the other half is, but obviously uh, you you follow the Woody Allen camp, and uh, I'm pretty sure that the the Woody Allen Facebook group is very active as far as like moderation mm-hmm. goes, because it's like you would never think that like anyone 
uh, thinks negatively at all about the man. So, which, which I'm like, huh, for Facebook, that's really shocking. I can't believe it. That's probably like, um, what is, uh, what did that one person say to us before? It's like, if you don't like it, don't talk about it. I bet that it's the same people commenting <laughs> that stuff that are like, that's it's what, like, is, you, that, is that what, the, what like the, the criminal says about their victims? If you don't like it, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> Those are the same people uh, that are like, serving. that are, that would be like, you know, just like, don't, uh, don't worry about uh, his personal life. Can't you separate art from the person? And you go, well, yeah, but maybe if it's really damning, uh, well, is it, well, I mean, know? it's all a matter of, I guess, knowing what's damning and what is, uh, unchecked, I guess. And who knows? Uh, I'm assuming that HBO has lawyers, uh, that have to look over this stuff because I'm sure mm-hmm. if they go over a certain line, it becomes actionable and then, uh. And then Woody Allen doesn't need to make movies anymore, even though at this point, who cares? Like, he only makes terrible movies. So, mm. I don't know. Do you think that we have any actionable things yet? Oh, I mean, it goes without say, RJ. But is that really us, or is that the characters that we play for the podcast? Like, who is more actionable in this situation? Uh, Whoever is, like, our host, I guess. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll probably carry some weight, even though if we've clicked a button. They'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait until there's pressure on our hosting sites to, like, uh, deplatform us mm-hmm. for uh, our claims of our mm-hmm. char- of our fictional characters when we're deposed. Are you looking forward to that, RJ? Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to your demise, but I feel like I'm linked to you, so that's not as good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would be happy to see you go, just in general. Like, did you, you see, get out of here? Did you see that uh, Tim Allen's been trending on Twitter all day? What did he do this time? Oh, uh, just said how much fun Donald Trump was, like to be president, because <laughs> he because he pissed people off. And then, oh, like and then he, talk, he's and just talk, like talks I miss about, the kooky old guy. And, yeah, and talks about the government's uh, wasting tax money. <laughs> Very some like real, uh, you know, stock views i guess <laughs> like so by stock do you do you think that tim allen didn't write those himself or well do you think no it's like he's, he's just you know he's a he's a he's a, he's the uh, republican in hollywood and uh he's it's like i don't think i don't think he's in a, a kevin sorbo level but uh what about a gina carano level like some people say being a republican in hollywood is almost similar to being something else something else yeah something else yeah, so like I don't know, man. I don't know. I did hear someone at work the other day bring up that Gina Car- Carano. I was like, threw. It was like all throw away millions, millions. And I was like, man, why are you talking like that, it's dude? Like, through like such heavy breathing. Yeah, but that's how he was. That was the guy who leaves the microwave open. Like uh, the door. Uh, oh, same guy. Yeah, of course it yeah. is. Painting a good picture. How, how's this, that? Uh, how's that worked out so far? Uh, I mean, I haven't closed it, so I don't know who is closing it, but I, I refuse. I will not, I will not close that man's microwave. That's what he wants. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's right. what he wants. Mm-hmm. So other than that, I mean, I haven't seen any, uh, some, any other egregious actions in the staff, uh, environment lately, but, uh, I, I'm always keeping an eye out for him. Always. What about people that you work with that wear shirts that are way too small? Have you ever come across that? Uh, 
like that just don't fit them. It's like you got to get a bigger shirt, man. <laughs> you and know what I mean by that is like think of a guy with a big belly and a short sleeve button up shirt, but it like it it does like he still you can see a little skin because like the shirt's up over the belt. I mean, I've I've seen that because I work yeah. at a comic book store. There's actually quite a lot of that. Oh yeah, but, you're gonna get some of that there. Oh yeah, there's there's a bit of uh, exposure that it comes with the territory. But uh-huh. at my job, job, uh, no, it's uh, it's it's pretty okay. I mean, yeah, I remember way back in the day at working when I worked at a hotel, they had these like tiny little vests that we were supposed to wear, mm-hmm. but they were like you know, for I'm I'm tall. Were my, they form fitting? They, they just didn't fit, and they're like, "Oh, that's what we've got," or or they're extremely large. Where it was like, so there's like, the, mm. there's a problem of too small, but there's also this, the problem of too big. I follow. No. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. So you just have to grow, grow into your vest. What, what happens what, when you a... grow into it, but then you keep growing? <laughs> you keep growing? Well, I guess yeah. that's, I'll, I'll have to bring that up with Best Western. I mean, you should. They're a conglomerate. They what can ha- handle What things. happens when I keep growing? <laughs> so, and then go, signed, Jared Duncan. Yeah. Signed, Panos Kazmarios. <laughs> you know that guy? You remember him? Uh, RJ, is this cyberbullying? No. <laughs> Nothing but positivity, man. Yeah. Be proud of who you, you are. Are you about positivity? Always. I am the number one supporter of posi- positive actions and positive vibes. Are, are you practicing mindfulness over there, RJ? Uh, it's not just mindfulness, but it's peacefulness right. and wakefulness yeah. and wokefulness mm-hmm. so what did you do did you go to taco time yesterday i, I went today rj what the fuck i mean since when, when do you go on wednesdays but, but, since always so you don't care about sweet tuesday deals taco or you go- so it's actually burrito thursday or something like that and they, or they call it burrito full or something I don't know. Are you telling me that I, Taco I Time does not have a Taco Tuesday? They do have a Taco Tuesday, but they have a oh. Burrito Thursday. I'm all about the burrito, oh, RJ. You get the burrito. But, but I don't go on Thursday. I don't, need, I, don't, I don't need a second burrito for half price. I need one burrito. For one. full price? Yes. That's how much I, I pay no matter what. Then I'm going to pay half for more burrito. It's like, no, no, no. I would definitely take two burritos. I know you would. At half price. You're a man who packs down those uh, issue bands. Oh, I've, I've been packing down some bands. Uh, the uh, the like staff thing opened up a breakfast now where I can get like like our catering thing there, and I can get egg sandwiches. So I, I've mm. been slamming down little egg McMuffins uh, at work. Oh yeah, is egg McMuffin is or is a as a McMuffin or egg English muffin the only option? Yeah. Uh, no, you can get a burrito too. But I like oh. the. In well, the... I was just wondering if on your breakfast sandwich do you have like a biscuit option? No, just English muffin. Uh, and then they'll put some, like, sriracha and bacon in there. But t- they've been pushing uh, this chipotle sauce on, oh, on yeah. me a lot. Yeah. They're like, do you want – because today I was like, can I get one of the egg buns? They, they, they've had some in the back for the last eight years because no, well, no one, no one uh, is deep into the chipotle anymore. This is, what, this, is how she, this is how she brought it up, too. She's like, well, you want some chipotle? Uh, and I was like, I was like, no, just the sriracha is good. Uh, and she's like, you know, a lot of people really like the uh, the chipotle sauce. And I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, I'll still get the sriracha. She's like, I could always just put a little dab in there for you. Wow, pushing and hard. I was, I was like, all right, I guess. It's like it's like uh, when I got uh, my Diablo sauce that I didn't ask for. 
Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they like they really are pushing the sauce. Man, these these pushy broads, RJ. Oh, what's your name again for the podcast? What? Who who said that? Arthur Fleck. So, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh. Anyways, I don't even think it was Chipotle. I think it was like HP sauce or something. I was like, this doesn't taste like Chipotle. <laughs> what? Oh, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. That's what I think. I was like, I think it's just HP sauce with like some pepper in it or something. Like this mm. isn't what they think it is. I can't confirm though. So because tomorrow if, when I get another egg bun, they'll no. be like, do you want Chipotle or Sriracha? Big? Just Sriracha. Have you been uh, investing in NFT this week? Getting getting, it... getting some uh, NFT art. NFT is that some kind of wrestling thing? No, that's a that's a crypto thing, RJ. Because you know, like, so like a, well, a month ago, it was all about uh, the GME and about oh. and about rocket ships and diamond hands. But now, now the the dum dums they're all about those non refungible tokens that they want because they want to own memes, RJ. They want to own the speculators. I mean, they want to own five mm-hmm. second clips of basketball players slam dunking and they will pay a pretty penny to have the exclusive digital provenance of that clip you can buy how is that even allowed because it is because some company called like over the top or some shit i i heard about this about a month or two ago and people were shitting on it being like that's just like that's some young people stuff who cares Mm -hmm. and now it's like been in the news this week um like artwork being sold for six point six million dollars, and it's a digital file, but it's unique, RJ. It's one of a kind. Someone paid money for it. Now they're doing it again. And uh, the the band Kings of Leon, they're oh, re- they're releasing a an album this way or some shit. I don't know how that works, but that only one person can buy for uh, well multiple items, but they're like unique. And I guess uh-huh. I don't know. It's like it, it's like again. This is, is like this this is Apple... the darkest timeline. We haven't left it. We have, we're still we... we're still getting worse. I I think I knew for sure that it was the darkest when the Apple put that U two album on everyone's phone, whether they asked and, for and, it and they and they what. still do, right? Yep, yep. That's like so here you go. Here's the U two album you've been clamoring <laughs> for. And I go Bono, Chaz Bono, the Edge, the Edge. Yeah, no, thank you is what I have to say. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a, that's that's an that. that's an instant delete. Yep. Oh. Yeah. What were we talking about before? Uh... Oh no, I don't do any of that nerd shit. Get that out of here. No, it's nerd shit. You and me, we'll be poor together doing this pod. Maybe we'll do like <laughs> NFT episodes. What about NXT? NXT. Yeah. Pat McAfee. Is he in NXT? Yeah. You know who Pat McAfee is he, or McAfee? He's, he was oh, a, he's one of my favorite athletes. He, well, he was he was a footballsman, then uh, now he's a wrestler and he's a good dickhead. Mm. Kind of like Ronda Rousey. Um, I mean, well, she's like she doesn't do anything now. She's not even wrestling anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, she's just a twitcher. Well, it's like, do you remember uh, when Kane Velasquez? Uh, wrestled once and lost to Brock Lesnar in a wrestling match. And there's then, nobody named Kane Velasquez in the world. Well, there is. There's <laughs> at, not. At least at least one person. And there's it, that that also might be the same person who mentioned our flirting last week. There is there's nobody named Kane Velasquez in this world. Okay. 
Okay. Just we might want to go on Wikipedia and fix that. I won't. Okay. I'm confident in what I what I'm doing here. Okay. I know what I'm talking about. Please. He's, Please let it let a professional talk. He's, okay. He's just a year older than me. Kane Velasquez. Yeah. He can be any age you want if you just uh, mm-hmm. make it up. I guess. Do you know what I mean? No. Yep. So like. <sighs> Beautiful. Yep. This is uh. Premium. Is this flirting? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to wait for Kane to get back to me. Which one, Velasquez? Yeah, that's the only Kane. Well, I mean, there's also Kane Hodder, and then there's Kane. There's it's that's got to be Kane. Which other Kanes could there be? There's got to be more than just those two. Well, there's Kane from Kung Fu. What about Citizen? Well, there's that. I mean, that's like a that's not a first name though. Wait, wait, wait. That guy's name in that movie wasn't okay, no. Citizen Kane. Yeah, his name was Kane. First name Citizen and last yeah. name Kane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we got to re-record that episode because uh, you were you've been greatly misled. Someone lied to me. Oh yeah, there, there's Kwai Chang Kane. The, Kwai uh, Chang Kane. Yeah, so that's the last name too. It's got to be a first name Kane. Oh. Kwai Gon Jin. Mm, close. Somebody at uh, at the store ordered a like gigantic thousand dollar Kwai Gon Jin statue. No, they did it. Yes, they did. Was that ordered by Cain Velasquez? Uh, I wish. A thousand dollars. Get out of here. Yeah, because they really want to see Liam Neeson up close and personal. I mean, I don't think anyone should. Super centenarian. What the fuck? So there's like a 118-year-old a person named Cain Tanaka. How old? 118? 118 years old. 118? Yeah. Is that the oldest person ever of all time? I don't know if they're still alive. I think they maybe lived till they were 118. Is that the oldest anyone's ever lived, though? Because it sure sounds like it. I've heard of, like, 108. Jesus. Uh, Well, yeah, I don't know. This isn't... Oh, they died. Nope. What? Did they die? You're not... That person's still alive? I don't know. Jared... See, when you go down this rabbit hole, you better be able to. to I, I didn't. I, 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 I didn't even know there was a country singer named Kane Brown. Oh yeah, you don't know Kane Brown. Everyone knows Kane Brown. He's. Is he really Dirty Brown? Is what they call him. Yeah. Kane yeah. Foster. Fuck. Look at Downtown. Dirty. dirty Brown. These are. Some real Mike Trout's here, RJ. Oh yeah, in which sense? We got emails. <laughs> To read. Females. Hey, nope. can I ask you a question None. real quick what? before we start? Yes. How many uh, how many uh, alcoholic beverages in a week is too much? In a week? Yeah. Um. Well, I, I remember seeing these ads around the university, and it seemed to suggest that like anything more than one drink at all seemed to be would deem you an alcoholic. It was. I felt it was a fairly extreme number. It seems exaggerated, right? Yeah. It might have been, yeah, no more than two a week. Because if you do, it's like, uh-oh, you got problems, pal. Which is like, again, nuts. So like, so, what, yeah. so, what's your question? What's your concern? What are you asking me for yourself? Or for I mean, Cain that, Velasquez? I mean, that was it, really. Okay. <laughs> well, Andrew is wants it, to do like a sober month, but I feel like it's oh. not... 
but it's because like she only drinks like once a year. Yeah. So, like so every it, month for her is a sober month. So so it's like you will get to do a sober month. Yeah, and I'll probably lose like ten pounds not drinking beer all the time. But I'm okay. just curious because like I think she said a number. She's like, well, apparently the internet says this might if you do more than this, it's like you're alcoholic. And it was like six, and I was like six a week. I was like. Yeah, and I was like, I could do six in a sitting. Like, what are you talking about here? <laughs> so maybe I am, I guess. But I was just like, I was really surprised by the numbers. And I was just like, six a week. I was like, that's nothing. Get out of here. So what does the internet tell me, RJ? This is yeah. exactly what, when I t- tune in to a podcast about Criterion movies, I'm like, I want to learn about liver disease. Let's learn about alcoholism. Let's yeah, go. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, this isn't helpful. Give me a number, god damn it. Still How can't many find one. drinks a week make you an alcoholic? Hey, look at that. What is it, six? Consuming seven or more drinks per week is considered excessive or heavy drinking for women. And 15 drinks or more per week is deemed to be excessive or heavy drinking for men. But oh. I've, I, I've heard way less, though. Like, I've heard a, like a third of that or a fourth of that uh, is constitutes see, it to some. But See, 15's not bad. I can I can ball with that. 15 a night, that's easy. I can keep it under 15 a night. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad. No problem. No problem, bud. Yeah, I was just curious because I feel like I was like, I wonder what it is, like what other people think. Because it's oh. like, I don't always trust the Internet. Hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes reports on there say that you were part of a department of a university, but it's like, are you? Do you work there? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. What if, what if I just tell you that? I mean, I like. How would I know if you were telling the truth or not? You know, it's kind of like saying you're the only podcast. Well, that one is true. That one's been confirmed. We everyone was like, why did you upload a podcast where you were talking and then no one talked back, and it was just one sided. And I was like, I don't know. We thought there was people there, but I guess there wasn't. It's kind of like a beautiful mind. Spoiler. Spoiler. I've seen that movie a lot. What do we got emails about? Justin Peterson writes in, what to talk about? I don't know. Not much. (laughs) Hello, Jared and RJ. What's happening? A word that is heavy on my mind right now is procrastination. Since last year, I was given 15 months to complete a certification, and now I am in the final months and needing to buckle down and get it done. (laughs) Ah, yeah. I have always found that working on things when they need to get done rather than ahead of time is just my style. So, what are some examples of times when you seriously procrastinated on something, (laughs) including this show where you watch the movie right before recording? Uh, probably the criterion is the thing I try to procrastinate the most. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever watched the movie the day I had to watch it. Yeah, that I, I have also not done that, which I guess is good for us. I mean, I vaguely think you might have cut it kind of close. Maybe. Oh, there were some, there were some early day ones. Yeah, for sure. Where. Where I was like, I think I had the day off, though, or something, mm-hmm. and I knew I was like, oh, I can watch it, like, earlier. Yeah, and, th- and I think you watched, like, a double header that way, too, or something. It was, uh, I know exactly what it was. I'm pretty sure it was the Warhols. Or not the Warhols. The Warhols. Oh, yeah. The, more, the Warhols. The, yes. The, yeah, the I think that's what it was. I watched both of them the day off. Yep. Maybe. And which or, I think, back when, I think it was decided, it's like, it's probably not a good idea to watch both movies this, on the same day. In the same day. A couple hours before we podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Some might say that. Would I? I don't know. I, mean, I might do it again next time. Uh, procrastination. I try not to, but there's definitely if, if I am very passionate about something and very interested in it, I do it immediately. But if it's mm-hmm. something I don't really want to do, like most people, you'll just dilly dally. What's something you don't want to do? Um, other than this podcast, file taxes. Oh yeah, I yeah, usually I, mean, I usually do it before April, but. It's one of those things where it's like, why do I wait? It's not like it's going to change. It's not like it the, might. I don't think so. But well, I think it's what the what I always convince myself is. Ah, oh, it's still early. We got lots of time. Mm. And then it's June, and I go, uh oh. I mean, I, I pay bills instantly, just because it's so easy to forget. Because you'll think, oh yeah, I did that already. But you're like, no, that was a month ago. Yeah, just got to set up that. Uh, um automatic payment no no way no no you like doing it on your own yep just so you know it's done yep exactly you ever forget um no (laughs) i I don't because i mean as long as i get my uh the bill i'll remember but then there'll be times where i know that because i'm paying another bill and go huh where's that bill and then i realize they haven't sent it and then i have to figure that out that's always fun or just throw money at it and it kind of squares away itself Hmm. What else do you throw money at to make go away? Uh, sadness. Oh. <laughs> Is that what you pay for paints? <laughs> I imagine like a hobby shop. What? I imagine a hobby well, shop. Has, everyone pays. Has some kind of sadness deposit. To, to send the sadness away. It, yeah. do, it doesn't work as well as it used to. What if you what you used was alcohol, but you're not a but you uh, can't. Yeah. I'll leave that to the professionals. Oh. Well, I guess it is Lent, Jared. You're supposed to give up something for forty days and forty nights. Oh, that's stupid. That's just the way the world is, man. Yeah. You know. We have not heard much about D and D lately, JD. Have you been able to play oh, during true. the pandemic? And what are your thoughts on the news in this movie related article from Hollywood Reporter? Hugh Grant, Sophia Lillis join Chris Pine in Dungeons and Dragons movie. Whoa! Uh, wow! Yeah, no, I haven't. Go, I haven't done any RPG in since summer. How come? Minis have taken over my life in my spare time. Oh, so you just left your groups? You said you fuckers figure it out. Yeah, kind of uh, put things on postponed things. Yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah, haven't done anything. Like, See, that's it's also I... weird. I mean, it's like everyone's like people are still doing stuff online and stuff like that. But I, I haven't just felt the the strong urge to do it because if I'm going to do it, I want to be like committed to doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just another thing to set a certain amount of time a week doing, no matter what. Because I feel very strongly about uh, being punctual, and yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to take another thing out of my plate. See, that's like what I was. Remember, I uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, I find that that's how every single D and D group goes. People go hard for a couple months, and then you know one person's like, I just, I just don't think I'll make it every week, and then the next yep. person's like, Yeah, I just can't, and then mm-hmm. they all dissolve. Yep. Well, they all dissolve when you, when you're kind of running things, you can just end it, flat, flat out. And I don't know. I mean, at one point, I was you know thinking about you know playing in some Star Trek 
RPGing, and uh, you know, I offered someone to play, but they didn't. Maybe want they it. didn't have time. They didn't want. They just didn't want. They just didn't want maybe, to do it. Maybe they just didn't have the time. Yeah. You know, maybe. I and I wound up not playing it either. Because, no. Yeah. Because of time. Uh, something like that. Just I don't know if I have enough time to do everything. Try to go to Home Depot. Sometimes, uh, yeah. Sometimes you get a, a a vibe from the group of what's going to be being played, and you're like, I don't think that this is going to be what I want out of a gaming experience. I thought you would have loved to have been a uh, triple. L- little bit too much time talking about boobs, if you know what I mean. How is that? Are you talking about the podcast? No, we don't really do that do we well you might not i mean you you definitely carry the fart torch uh it's a hard one to carry jared because uh you get a lot of blowback on it you know what i mean um <laughs> and uh yeah as far as the dungeons and dragons movie mm-hmm. uh <laughs> we'll see wasn't there already one with marlon wayans in it from uh, the 90s? Yeah. And did you watch that one? Uh, I'm, I can't remember if I've actually seen that movie in its entirety. I think I've seen like the like this, the last act on TV at some mm-hmm. point. Some people think that that is the best act of that film, is the last one. People should just watch Dragon Slayer. Is that uh, anime? No. It's a movie. That sounds like anime. I think it's called, I think it's called Dragon Slayer. Is that actually... the one with McConaughey? No, he's killing dragons. No, that's not. It's not. It's not Dragonheart. It's not Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. Uh, the the man who brought us X Files, or like Robert Bowman who directed some X Files. Yeah, I mean, Dragon Slayer, directed by Matthew Robinson, from nineteen eighty one. I think that movie is actually a, a super slept on fantasy movie. Did you say Mick Dragon Slayer? Matthew Robbins. Mick Dragon Slayer, Mick. as in like McDonald's produced. I, I, I wish. I mean, oh. they would have had toys. Oh, that would have been cool. I would I would be down with some McDonald's D&D toys. Mm-hmm. Preferably ones that can also be used as food if needed. I think Wendy's did like a like a Wendy's-themed module for D&D. Is that, is that a, close? A Wendy's-themed module? Yep. For, for an adventure. I'm not. I'm not. Uh... Look it up. Wendy's D and D. Are you doing it? Yeah, Wendy's, Wendy's RPG Feast of Legends. Wow. Do you have this? No. Why wasn't this bigger news? I feel like people would be all over this kind of ironic stuff now. Well, I did notice that people were talking about the one Burger King ad campaign from a year ago, where they were like had these like really beautifully shot you know, macro photography shots of like their rotting, decomposing hamburgers in close up, mm-hmm. like all covered in, you know, bacteria and mold and being mm-hmm. like, our food's made all natural, no preservatives. That's why it's rotting like this. And I guess, I guess people have just discovered this ad campaign that was, again, a year ago. I've, I've, huh. seen, it, I've seen it pop up multiple times in, in what, the last uh, week. What part of you is rotten, if you know what I mean? It's just the soul that doesn't exist. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's super gross. Burger King's got bad ads, man. Uh, what, like what, what, do you have a problem with uh, the, the, the king? 
No, I love Burger King. Did, I just think they have bad. S- how about Sneak King? Sneak King was one of the greatest marketing uh, mm-hmm. strategies of all time. But recently, like, because they also tried to do that thing that was like blaming farmers and like uh, cow emissions as like what was causing like climate change, and everyone was like, um, huh? I know that's like part of like what people talk about too, but it's a uh, there's bigger things than that. There's bigger things, Jared. Bigger things. But I'm looking at this Wendy's thing, and I do see the order of the beef uh, is like what like one of the leagues you can be in. There's an order of the Baconator. There's skills you have. Two beef patties. You can dually wield. Uh, dually two wield. Dually wield. Uh, two. It says dually with a Y. Yeah. Two beef patties. So that's pretty cool. Do you plan on dual a uh, dually wielding two beef patties? Uh, no, I don't think so. Or you can make it a double. You are allowed to perform two actions per turn. Do you want to hear more? I'm good. You could also uh, there's uh, what? Good goat movie question of the week. Uh-huh. Went searching for a director that I don't think you've talked about on the show and I came across Paul Greengrass. Are you yeah. fans of those born movies and it it is interesting to see that he's coming out with a remake of 1984. Of 1984. Oh, I see. See, the only thing about that though is like I guess it's a, uh, it's a an, a new it's a adaptation I guess. Yeah, and I feel like they they've tried, you know, and it's like 1984 Fahrenheit 451 and stuff. It's I it's think like, the, I feel like I think the John Hurt movie is actually pretty good. Yeah, that one's okay. It, and it's in the election, so one day we'll, we'll yeah. watch it. Uh, I've seen that one, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, because uh, didn't they just try to do like a Fahrenheit 451? It was like real dumpy or something. Yeah, probably. So, uh, yeah, do you watch Paul Greengrass movies? Do you care about Bourne movies? I've seen the Bourne movies. I think they're... I liked them when I watched them, but, I mean, that's like 15 years ago, so... I I haven't seen any of these Tom Hanks flicks. Yes, well, um, I've seen the first two Bourne movies. I never saw the third one. I did see that, but that wasn't a Greengrass joint. Apparently it was. Or wait, one of them was the first one not? Are you thinking of the... No, the first one is not. The first one is Jack Lyman. Oh, sorry. Is Jason Bourne is the fourth movie. Oh, fuck. I don't... I think that's what it is. Because, yeah, Jason Bourne is... The one with Jeremy Renner? Came out like five years ago. Tommy Lee Jones. Julia Stiles. Remember Julia Stiles? Yeah, fuck. There's fucking five... Oh, I see. But yeah, I'm seeing this Jason Bourne. So, like yeah, John this Bourne. this is how much I know. Okay, so I've seen the original trilogy, which you're right. That's where the Doug Lyman thing comes in. Because I was like, yeah. you're right, but why is this list showing it? Because I guess they kept meaning, because there's like the Bourne identity, Bourne ultimatum, Bourne supremacy. Then, of course, you do a, what is it, Jason Bourne is like the John Rambo. But before yeah. that was the Jeremy Renner Bourne legacy. If everyone's favorite Hawkeye... Isn't he also like a? Uh, and that's and that's Tony Gilroy. Uh, Tony Gilroy. I think that one too. I think Jeremy Renner's supposed to be like an enhanced, uh, like being or something. They're always enhanced. Enhanced, enhanced by science. Michael Clayton. Remember when people talked about Michael Clayton? Fuck yeah, I do. 
No more Michael Clayton, you guys. That's what I have to say. Kind of you a... hear me, Jarrett? So this is, I... yeah, I mean, years ago, back when uh, Blockbuster was around, and I was definitely underemployed. I would, like, go to, like, mm-hmm. there or King of Trade and pick up. I would just get into directors and writers and mm-hmm. find these lists. Because you can find these movies for, like, dirt cheap. Like, four bucks if you bought, like, yeah, five for 20. And these these were exactly the sort of things I would be like, oh, I'm going to watch uh, Tony Gilroy written movies. So I watch all the Bourne movies. And then you're like, oh, he wrote Armageddon. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. I've, never, I've still never seen Devil's Advocate. I feel like that's... Uh, I I thought you watched that like a year ago. No, I've never actually seen it in at like at all. Like, other other than like Superstore, I, I rewatched uh, Angel Angel Heart. Heart. Yeah, I watched. Yeah. I, re- I rewatched that. That's what you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Deals okay, with deals sense. with devils, like personal devils, like yeah. inner demons. Inner demons. It's one of yeah. my it's one of my favorite themes. What's uh What's our theme? The podcast theme, mm-hmm. dejection, listlessness. What's that look like? I don't know. Whatever this looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen Captain Phillips, though I've heard good things. You've uh, heard that you are the captain now. <laughs> I've, 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 seen, I've seen that GIF. I never have seen Green Zone. I have seen United ninety three, and that movie is like, whew, it's I've heard that movie's super good. It is. It's awesome. Like, but fuck, yeah. you don't, you, it's hard to watch. You don't, you don't want to fucking pop it in and go. Oh, I want to watch some United ninety three. It's like that's oh. not for like a casual Tuesday. No, no. Mm. Yeah, it's a, that's okay. a that's a grim movie. Grim. Mm. I've seen Bloody Sunday. I don't remember too much about it. I remember kind of being underwhelmed by it. I guess. Mm. That's what people say about this podcast. 22 July. What is this? Like the number 20 or... 22 July. Oh, oh, fuck. I didn't even know he directed that. Oh, God. What is this obsession with tragedies? <laughs> this is about that uh, uh, that fucking Anders uh, bearing graphic guy who murdered 77 people on that island in Os- off of Oslo. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you remember no. this? What? What do you mean he murdered seventy-seven people? You don't remember this? When did it happen? If it, if two thousand eleven. Like, no, I don't. I was too busy living life, man. Woo. Yeah, he's like one of the. Uh, uh, he's one of the original, like, not originals, but one of uh, the original Duncan bad boys. One of those like real scumbag pieces of shit. It's when people talk about uh, toxic brains <laughs> and like bad bad internet stuff. This is one of those guys with manifestos and ugh, yeah. I didn't realize that there was a movie about that. Are you uh, gonna watch it this week? No. <laughs> mm. I don't know. If I don't even know it's any good though. Apparently, it starts off with the attack. I mean, fuck. I mean, yeah. Most people don't seem to like this movie very much. I don't blame them. Uh, terrible translation to screen. <laughs> what part? Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's what his fuck style is. Is you, I'm gonna tell you mm. true stories where bad things happen, but it seems like that movie's front loaded with the terrible stuff. I feel like that's also um, was the pot or like the freaky stories that cartoon that was their deal too. So did Paul Greengrass make freaky stories? I don't think I don't think so. With like the bug and the other <laughs> bug, you know the bugs, right? 
No? no he doesn't no. know the bugs, you guys. I, I don't know the bugs. Foodie question of the week. Jello, friend or foe? I have always hated this stuff. No jiggly mm. food for me. Um. Well, where do you sit on jiggly food? Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, so clearly he's talking about Jello, Jello, not like Jello pudding. Jello pudding pops. But like gelatin, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like just straight I like, Jello. I like Jello. I like, I like some chilled Jello. You ever slap down some lime Jello or orange Jello? Yeah. Hey, there was a there was a thing once. Andrea, like, she was she was in like a dental office or something or somewhere, and they were playing like Mori. You remember that show? Show Mori. Like Maury yeah. Popvin or whatever. Povich. Popvin. Povich. Popvin. You know, Maury Popvin. And uh, there was Mon- these Do you remember people. Montel? It could have been Montel, though. It was, it was on one. It was either Montel or Maury. It was one of the Moes. It was one of the Mo boys. Uh, but uh, she said she was like, while she was waiting, she heard these people's names. And I think uh, it was like a mom with two sons. And one was called like uh, Lamangelo and Orangelo. And uh, she's like, what is this name that they keep say, saying? And then the subtitle came up, and it was Lime Jello and Orange Jello were those people's names. Hmm. I just thought I should share that story with you. Wow. You know, I was just like going to throw Lime out there, Jello. if anybody listening wants to do a uh, a podcast, um, yeah. let me know. Is it going to be Jello-themed? No, it'll, it'll be, we can talk about uh, daytime television. Oh, okay. From, so like, where do you... From like the 90s. Are you more of a Maury like, guy? I could, I could talk about uh, all those dudes. Well, I don't... And those ladies. Want... Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Ricky Lake. Uh, yeah, Ricky Lake was cool. Trey Springer. Cool. Springer, I mean... Oh, what's the fuck... Oh, what's his one... What's his goddamn name? White-haired guy. Uncle Fester? Damn it. Not Uncle Fester? He's a... He's a raging liberal guy. Ugh. I don't know. Damn it. Wasn't that Don, Maury? Don, Donahue? <laughs> do you remember? No. Do you remember Donahue? I don't remember Donahue. Phil? He was he was once called the king of daytime talk. I mean, in whose whose mind, not mine. Yeah. What were we talking about again? Jello. So you slap Jello down once in a while? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it brings me back to childhood. Jello. Because you just big Jello boy. Mm-hmm. There was like the worst though was unsugared Jello. Oh yeah, you're a big sugar boy. Well, Jello without that flavor, oh, that's like a hug without. Oh, did I ever tell you about that cheese on the toilet story? No, I'll save that for next week. You just remind me about that. I beg your pardon. It wasn't me doing it. The cheese uh, on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do this, but <clears throat> a friend of mine. A friend of yours. Had, you knew. You, you know. You know a guy. Uh, it was a lady. She had, and she got her PhD, uh, but she had a friend, uh, or she had a roommate, a guy, and she uh, opened the door to the bathroom one time, and he was sitting on the, or he she went into the bathroom and there was just a brick of cheese on the counter, and uh, she went back out and she was like, "Why is there cheese in the bathroom?" And the guy said, uh, "A sit without some cheese is like a hug without some squeeze." So this guy apparently took the cheese into the toilet all the time whenever he would, uh, he'd be eating cheese. So uh, is that what you thought your life would be like? Is hearing these kinds of stories? No. Yeah. No. No, it's not. Are you happy though, or are you, are you falling farther and farther down this uh, unfortunate uh, realm that we live in? Uh, 
sit without some cheese. It's mm-hmm. like a hug without a or a hug without a squeeze. Game yep. talk. Oh yeah. Not sure about you guys, but I would consider myself a big trivia boy. Recently, ABC came out with a great new trivia show called The Chase, where contestants compete against the great Jeopardy champs of all time with a little bit of a head start. So, do you watch trivia shows, or prior to the pandemic, would you enjoy a trivia night from time to time at the pub while enjoying some cold ones with the boys? Ooh, the boys. Well, what about you, Jarrett? Because I can't have cold ones right now. So, are you going to go out for a cold one, do some trivia? No. No? No. I've I've never been a trivia person. I uh I have been to some of the trivia nights at like the pubs here, like before when they were still allowed, and I just remember um some some of them were like really well done, and then I remember there was one where they like one of the questions it was like the day I think Kevin Spacey got hit with all those sexual uh like abuse charges or whatever whatever his actual charges were and uh those people put it as one of the trivia questions they're like this actor was just hit with sexual assault charges i heard about that (laughs) and then i remember like andrew and i we were like huh because like they like said more about it like about the charges and then it was like what movie was he in and like (laughs) and we were just like what the fuck and then like an hour later or it might not even have been an hour it was like 10 minutes later they came back up and they're like we'd like to uh apologize for how we presented that question uh because i think someone went up and was just like what the fuck are you doing it's like you're just talking about sexual assault like (laughs) yeah they i don't know what ever happened to those guys i don't know i don't know the the people uh well one of them moved (laughs) i know that oh unrelated to this but yeah no it's probably the same for the same reason yeah so uh, I've done I've done it a few times, but I don't uh, mm-hmm. I don't make a thing of it if that right. makes sense. Yeah. Do you have a specialty? Uh, I mean, I think I'm kind of doing it right now. Do you know what I mean? Actually, I don't know. Like, so you lost people, a lot. I didn't win a ton, but yeah. one time it was a name that tune, and it was the uh, Goosebumps theme song, and I lost it because I was like, I know this one, Goosebumps. Goosebumps. That's it. That's the whole story. Do 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 do. That uh, that theme song slaps, Jared. Mm-hmm. How about a trivia question for you guys that I recently encountered? True or okay. false? Does a disco ball appear in the movie Casablanca? Answer in RJ's Twitter. Uh, yeah. So he sent me a message. Okay. But all I saw was uh, um, don't read until after. So I haven't opened it yet. Okay. I'll say uh, I'll say true. <laughs> Why not? I'm gonna live a little. I feel like true is like what it probably it's a, it's is. A, but... It's bait. It's bait. Yeah, but I feel like no, no. Is that the only question, or should I open? That's it. it. Up? That's the only one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it with a big Franklin. That's a false, Jarrett. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Trivia answer. Don't look. Uh, Justin answered false since he did not think they were invented yet, but the answer is true. A oh! disco ball appears in the nightclub during the Paris flashback. There you go. Well, see, I definitely knew they existed beforehand, but we just call them disco balls because that's what we do. Well, a long time ago, they used to be called um, Tootie Pants. Tootie Pants. Yeah. Was that a good one? Did you like that one? It's not bad. Yeah. That's a... Uh... 
Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty professional, buddy. Yeah. Pretty pretty professional. Yep. Judy Pants. Okay, so what else we got? People like glitter. Um yep. t- thanks for Gary the time, glitter. gents. And they he's like, well, boy. Man, we're just naming all the favorites. Kevin Spacey, Gary. Well you you're the one who brought up Gary. I brought up glitter. Yeah, but we all know what you were thinking. Thanks for the time, gents, and have a great show. Cheers. Uh, yes. Thank you, Mr. Peterson. Next up, Robert Eagle. Oh, my God. Dear Lord, it's come to this. I'm mentioning food. Hi, creeps. My local supermarket puts mm-hmm. out nearly sell-by-date food at opening time, 8 a.m. If one is quick off the mark, there are all sorts of yummy bargains to be had. Securing a bargain Ooh. does, however, require a certain determination. Imagine Supermarket Sweep meets Death Race 2000, and you'll get an idea of the fearsome competition I face. I swear some of those cro- uh, crochet-hatted old ladies with wicker baskets did a hard time. I mean either hard time or they were like or they set someone up and then they laughed about it do you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah yeah during a foray last week i spied a pack of reduced price mozzarella sticks a delicacy Ooh. i'd hear to uh here to hither to i don't know i i i don't have Man. the words in front of me it's, i'm blanking uh learn how to read well i can but i'm not comprehending uh, it's one of those okay. words that you read, but you're like you don't really say out loud very often. Like here, here, wither, hither to, never hither, experienced. Hither to? There we okay. go. Um, to. Yeah, yeah. And took the plunge based upon RJ's fulsome recommendation. Yes, well, my I... friends, RJ neglected to mention that oven baked mozzarella sticks are basically napalm with a fine coating <laughs> of breadcrumbs. It's several days <laughs> yeah, later, and on. only now can my Siri once more understand me. Yeah, they're uh, it they is go down it is a it, it is a molten tube of uh, yeah. dairy. Yeah, and in the oven too. I don't know if I ever specified, but I got a good trick going because you got to have a cooling rack. So because mm. you want air going under the matzo right. sticks as well. So it's like it's high heat, like four twenty five, like three minutes flip, three minutes, and then I hit broil to get them a little yeah. crispy yep. for a minute. Flip for a minute, take those off, let them cool for twenty seconds, drive them in. So uh, if you have like an air fryer or something, you just throw them in because air fryers sound pretty cool. But uh, I think that's how those work. Apparently, it's just not the same though. As I, a deep I, fry, I, I, wa- I watched a YouTube video, and this guy he 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 did both. He, he took he had like he prepped two uh, chicken chicken whatever like chicken wings, mm-hmm. and he had one going on both sides. He was like pool side, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's like he's like yeah, there's no comparison. Uh, Deep, nothing beats like deep fried is just so much better than uh, air fried. But it's also, especially if you, that's all you've ever eaten, and then you go to like one or the other. I mean, one is far easier to clean up, and you don't have to deal with this vat of uh, gross ass oil. A whole vat, eh? Well, you have to load it up. It's got to be enough to dip into. What are you dipping in there, though? Whatever you want. Hmm. What you got? Have you ever had a. At a barbecue where someone's like cooking burgers, and then on the stove part, they had like barbecue sauce cooking, and they just dop, dump the burgers in there, and then you come get them when you want. Is that the kind of dip you're talking about? No. Like a burger dip? No. <laughs> not a burger dip? No, I don't, I'm not familiar with the burger dip. 
Let me tell you about burger dip. Wasn't it just like all saucy then? Like, like it's not cooked in? Yeah. Well, no. So he cooks the burgers first. And then when they're done, he just like puts them into the barbecue sauce. And then when you want one, you just come up and grab it out of the barbecue now, you, sauce. Right. It's totally covered in barbecue sauce. Yes. What if you don't want barbecue sauce? You get go, go the fuck back to Russia. Recalling my Roman history, I'm reminded of the death of Crassus. <laughs> Oh, said who, who Rob pretentiously. Despite yeah. my recent trauma, I must acknowledge the broadening of my cultural horizons by the podcast. So that's what we're all about. Well, we talk about the death of crisis, what, like once every month, probably? Yeah. Once a month. As yeah. well as potentially lethal foodstuffs, I've learned the existence of a person called The Weekend and his yes. alleged resemblance to your esteemed colleague. I enclose a yeah. visual aid to explore the veracity of RJ's theory. Regards, Rob Eagle. Always always interesting emails from Rob Eagle. I, I have a couple pictures of his I've been sitting on for uh, just a couple days because I didn't want to... I, I had to do my normal Wednesday stuff, so I got, I got some big ones coming out. But uh, can you tell me about your reaction to uh, your response to this thing that you're seeing? Um... I mean, you both, you both have like baggy eyes. <laughs> that 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 becomes clearer. Mm -hmm. That's all you see, though. You don't. You don't. Uh, it's the, you it, what... There is like, and like I said last week, there's the, the facial hair similarity, mm -hmm. and the round face. Round face. Yeah. See who who is uh, the bigot now? <laughs> what for against roundies? <laughs> against us round boys. That's right. Uh, so are you saying that that Swedish guy I met one time was a little off or you think, you think to a Swedish guy, maybe I do, we do look the same. I don't know what goes on over in Sweden. I I, I've never been there. Nor do I. So, I mean, maybe I should, maybe I should get my hair, wear my hair up like his. That'd be cool. I don't know if I can get that, like that long though. I don't know. It's a good picture. Yeah. yeah. Sam Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Who has sent in two emails. Two? Two. Does he got a, has he got something to say? Like, he's got a problem? Or well, like, let's, let's, let's find out. Email okay. titled, Slanderous Filth, in all caps. Okay. Hello, guys. Following up on some of the baseball comments from last week. A correction first. Baseball seasons are 162 games in length. Not 120 as estimated last week, though in 2020, yeah. due to COVID, it was a shortened 60-game season. But maybe I might defer to Jared as the expert, considering he's actually True. seen Ken Burns' baseball, and I have not seen. What are you doing there, Sam? He's too busy watching actual baseball. Sam, I am watching actual baseball. You should watch Watch movie, Ken Burns. Sam, like Ken, Ken Burns has got a, an excellent haircut. I'd prefer Ken Burns' Butterball, if you know what I mean. Yeah. What about George Burns? Uh, from Funkadelic? Uh, from, uh... Wasn't he from, uh, like, Funk something? George, George Burns? George or am Burns? I thinking George, Cl George Clinton again? Uh, God, no. Man, what are we talking about? Uh, baseball. About contracts, oh, yeah. baseball contracts are guaranteed. 
There might be some stipulations put in place about using PEDs or if someone gets into criminal trouble, but mostly they are 100% guaranteed. Much to the dismay of the Angels, who 10 years ago signed a 10-year, $250 million contract for, at the time, best player in baseball, Albert Pujols. Pujols. Pujols is is my uh, pronunciation guide from Sam. Sure. Uh And his best year with the Angels in that time frame was significantly worse than his worst year on his previous team. Mm -hmm. Teams have now gotten smarter over the years and don't tend to hand out contracts of that length to 32-year-olds. And Mm -hmm. thankfully, Pujols is in his final year now, and the Angels will have about $30 million contract was backloaded coming off for for next year, which will give the Angels a lot more flexibility for next year's crop of free agents. Are you part of you're part of that free agent crop, no? <sighs> I can't talk like you, about I can't talk about it. Oh, right. No. Right. Yeah. I that mean the sense. I mean the scouts are listening to the pod. Well, everyone's listening apparently. Yeah. Like apparently. Lastly, wanted to address some of the comments that Jared made about Mr. Trout last week, and RJ was right to distance himself from the slander that was being thrown about. Uh-huh. I actually do find it pretty funny that those were the conclusions that Jared jumped to about Mike Trout just by looking at him, mainly because it's so contrary to what his perceived image is. The mm. only criticism that gets thrown around Trout is that he's boring and doesn't have enough edge to be, quote, the face of baseball. F- fuck. He's the... He's the face of baseball. Yeah, he's he's yeah. Well, who who would you rather have? I'd go with uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Jared, I think that guy's the face of baseball, just because he's a fun guy. Who would he's, you pick? He's basically just a good dude that never says anything controversial. Never huh. loses his temper on the field. Signs autographs whenever he can for kids. Is always very humble in interviews. Recently had his first child after marrying his high school sweetheart. And. Wow. One of his main hobbies includes studying the weather. See, Mike Trout sounds like a great dude. See, I, uh, I knew I was right to distance myself from you. He is the rare always. instance where the best player in a sport is universally loved and respected, no matter what team you're a fan mm-hmm. of, contrary mm-hmm. to like a LeBron James or Tom Brady. Yeah, exact. Good point. Wow. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Remember when LeBron went to Miami and everyone went, huh? You remember? You remember that. You you remember. You're a big sports guy. It probably helps that the Angels have sucked for the last 10 years despite having the best player in baseball so he doesn't get the hate that comes from winning. Yeah. So if you true. may, Jarrett, please retract your statements from last week. Thank you. Yeah, I think you should. I think uh, you should. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> you're going to you're going to hold? Yeah. I'm 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 fine. <laughs> okay. That uh, you, you do you, man. You do whatever you feel like you need to do. Yeah. You do you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I am going to say that uh, I have no problems with anyone. Unless there's a documentary about how bad they were and awful. Then I, I, mm. I'm... Or a, or, a, or a Twitter post about it. Yeah. I, I heard we're going after Do- Dr. Seuss this week, so uh, yep. fuck that guy. Where did he get his doctorate? That's what I want to know. Son of a bitch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, uh-huh. I don't think I have anything non-baseball related this week other than a random recommendation for RJ. Ooh. Being the big religion boy he is, I think oh, he might baby. enjoy the Mexican film Macario. Masario? How, how do you spell that? M-A-C-A-R-I-O. Man, I don't know if I spelled that right. 
Let me see. Loading. Folk tale about a peasant who leaves his home because he has the desire to eat a whole turkey by himself without the Ooh. need to share it with his wife or his filthy children. But Ooh. he runs into God, the devil, and death while trying to accomplish this. It's a pretty fun romp. All right, guys. This, this is it for fun. this week. Take care until it isn't. Uh, yeah, this sounds real good, but I don't know where I would be able to find this thing because there's no just watch for it. Damn. Mm. I'm going to look, though, because this is uh, this is in my ballpark. My wheelhouse, Jarrett. Yeah. My turkey house, if you will. <laughs> Do you plan to also watch said film? No, it's a recommendation for you. I don't, oh, okay. I don't watch movies. You should watch some Pujol stuff. <laughs> oh, I see what Sam This is good. I like this. Okay. M- mini game. Uh-oh. Wanted to get one last email in before the deadline, hopefully. Here's a mini game tying into my email last week about the Criterion newsletter drawings. Here's a couple ones I remember guessing myself way back when. Try to pick some relatively more known films, too, or at least a little easier clue, and see if you or RJ could guess any of them. Finding mm-hmm. these were a lot harder than I thought it would be, so options were limited. Answers at the bottom. Well, I will... Um, I don't know. We should have some time to do this. I don't know if I want to do this live on the air, but I can forward this to you, RJ. I don't read messages you send okay. me. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna forward it because okay. I appreciate this effort. But I want I'm gonna spend I'm gonna look at this and see if I can actually do it, and maybe next week. If we remember Attempt it next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board. I can I can be the band, dude. So there's one that's su- one here is super easy at a glance. Uh okay but, yeah I think yeah. this sounds cool but yeah we can give it some more time next week if you want okay we can just skip all the bullshit that's right well and get on to other bullshit yeah all the bullshit hey well, RJ yeah what you what? been what you been creeping on this week you ever seen Deuce Bigelow uh I I oh, I'm no, no it's I, a masterclass in filmmaking my friend really. I'm not just saying that to be ironic. I actually think a lot of my identity comes from this movie. I see. And that's what yeah. makes it a masterclass in cinema. Oh, yes. Yes. I think as far as the Rob Schneider films go, yeah. this has got to be the top of the top. Like, you, even when he's a stapler. Uh, well, he, he was never a stapler. I know. He was a hot chick, yeah. and he was an animal, uh, and he was a bench warmer. But uh, the stapler, Rob Schneider. Wasn't he in, was he in Big Stan? Uh, yes, I haven't seen Big Stan. Should I add it to my queue well, as well? It's about prison rape. Wow. Does that's, it happen? That's the joke. There's lots to talk um, about dropping the soap and stuff. Do you know what the joke is in Deuce Bigelow? Uh, also rape. Yeah. F- yeah. Well, not rape, but fluids. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I, I'm not even really joking. I think this movie's pretty pretty good, pretty legitimately good. Uh, although I don't think this movie could be made anymore today. There's some questionable representations of uh, certain people in there, and I'm actually pretty surprised that, like... Well, I do think like, you should watch Big Stan because it's also... It's, it's, a, it's an auteur film because it is written, stars, produced by Rob Schneider. Okay, I, is it uh, readily available? I don't know. That's for you to figure out. Well, you gotta just watch it. Uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll load it up here. But like I said, I'm I'm surprised this one hasn't been hit uh, by people for being problematic. Uh, like Amy Poehler plays someone with Tourette's. 
And it's like, I feel like she's at a level of like fame where she would have to be like apologize for doing that previously. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's bad. Like, it's just, it's just a joke, you know, like <laughs> just the joke. But anyways, I'm, I'm just surprised it hasn't been hit for that before. But uh, pretty decent, pretty decent. I'm trying to find big stand so I can see where it's at. Uh, but then, uh, I mean, I also watched Idiocracy, which I've never seen. Have you seen that film, the Mike Judge film? No, not, not for a long time. It's all right. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, there's some really good jokes in there, and then mm-hmm. there's some jokes you're just like, mm. Mm. Uh, Big Stan is on a Netflix. <laughs> there you go. So it's happening. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, um. What else? Uh, I just got DS9, so I don't know if you have anything to watch. No, that's what I've okay. got. I've uh, gotten through uh, almost halfway through season nine of King of the Hill. But the, so, oh, you're fucking almost at the end of the. Or how many mm-hmm. seasons are there? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, they start getting shorter though after eight. Because uh, seven, eight are like twenty-three episodes a piece, but I yeah. think season nine is only like sixteen episodes. Yeah, they uh they capped the episodes and then they just pulled the pin after thirteen. Like they weren't, I don't know if they like they didn't have a series finale or anything like that. It was just they just they're like we're Stopped. not gonna do it. Yep. Yeah, because I think they they felt like it was diminishing returns on that show. But uh, jokes on them because that one has way more legs than uh, all those other ones. Now you know what I mean. You know what I mean, J Bone. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it, and you're still enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I've actually watched more later on than I remembered. Yeah. I, th- I think I was watching them actually. Um, so years ago, like 2008 or so, there was like these websites that would just have TV shows on them. Mm-hmm. And they're like completely, you know, pirated stuff. But you could just watch them. Like you didn't have to download anything. They were just like you click a button and you're like, oh, that's why I watched Fringe, for instance. Um, wow. I'm calling J.J. Abrams. Yeah, right let, him, now. let him know. Good. I'll call him. I'll call Leonard Nimoy. I'll be like, do you know J-Dog was pirating your show, Dog? I forgot about Leonard Nimoy being on Fringe. Yeah, he's not in it a lot, but no. he's there. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, you would because you um, you didn't watch it the right way. The American way. Live on broadcast television. L- l- live. As I did. Anyways, what were you talking about? Fringe? Yeah. Oh, King of the Hill. Oh, yeah. So you've seen, you watched longer than you thought you had. Yes. That's all right. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen the last couple seasons, but there's definitely things where, like, because like, I was like, when you said, I think off air a couple weeks ago about Lucky or something like that, or I can't remember when you mentioned it, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm like, I've definitely seen Lucky. Mm-hmm. And, but I definitely, I've only seen those episodes once through. So a lot of it does seem fresh now. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Mm-hmm. I'm smelling what you're leaking. No. Oh. Have so you never heard uh, that one? no. Oh. Okay, sorry. Continue. So, so DS9. Oh, yes, DS9. Where do we finish off? The Tomb Raider episode. Okay, 5 uh 16. Uh Tomb Raider Wharf. Uh and I think I didn't even rate this, but I I remember it being a low 2 for me. Mm-hmm. Not quite a 1. Maybe a one. I don't know. Tomb Raider Wharf was uh, not a good, not as good as advertised. Yeah, uh, yeah. Change of heart. My comment here is pants. 
As in this episode is pants. It is, yeah. It is trash. What's well, a Dax episode? And Morph like, and Dax. Yeah. They have to like go on a mission together and they kind of argue and then she's seriously injured and and then Worf has to like yeah. le- abandon her to complete the mission and he mm-hmm. goes off and he just decides I can't do it. So he goes back, he saves his wife and the the, the contact they were trying to make uh, he's killed by Dominion forces, and Cisco admonishes Worf, but then says, "If it had been I was married once, and if it was my wife, not the woman I'm currently seeing, but my wife, I would have done the same thing." But you'll never have a command post. Yeah, I kind of thought that it was kind of a really shitty ending because I was like, "Well, I was like, I feel like." I feel like in other episodes, similar things get brushed off. Like, you know, when Cisco committed like uh, attempted genocide uh, and that get, got brushed off and nobody cared. But um, but when war, but, 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 but Cisco got results with his actions, I guess, I guess. Is that that's, Worf, all, that's Worf, all that matters? huh? Yeah. Yeah. He was that. I mean, he got what he I mean, it worked. Cisco played it well. Mm-hmm. Um, just different, different uh, scale. I also feel like it was a little out of character for Worf. I feel like he should have just did it. And then this would have been a cool episode for Dax to just die. Mm-hmm. Potentially. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, man, could you imagine if this was Scoops Week and uh, Sweeps Week? Scoop- and, uh, I-, I prefer Scoops Week. <laughs> you know Scoops Week? Like where the it's cat like- litter. <laughs> I was going to take it the other way where it's episodes so good, you're going to need two scoops of ice cream. Wow. Yeah, because you won't want to get up. Yeah, this episode is not great. No. Not great, Jared. No. Not great. But then we have uh, 6-17, uh, DS9 sex slaves, <laughs> question mark? <laughs> uh, and this is, a, this is a high two for me. I, th- I thought this mo- episode has lots of potential, lots of mm-hmm. good things. But there's also, there's some, like, the side plot in this thing is kind of bizarre for me. Like, the sex slave stuff, I was like, what's going on? But it's not a bad episode. I like the companions. boy. Companions. Yeah. I like the uh, the the guy who runs the branch of Rogue Investigate, uh, uh, Internal Affairs or whatever. That's this episode, right? Inquisition? No. no. Oh, fuck. Damn it. Yeah, this, oh, okay. The Sex Slaves episode is the one before. That's the, the one, one about, about Kira's the time travel and Kira's mom. Oh, right. Yeah, no, this is not a good episode, I don't think. Uh, so, yeah, the Sex Slave stuff was weird. Uh, Kira's okay, but I was also, like, kind of... Like, it does kind of fit with Gold Ducat's character, where he, he just wants everyone to, like, tell him he was right. Where he's just like, you know, Kira was banging your mom, but it was for a good <laughs> reason. I really took care of her. And so it fits in with Gal Ducat's character, but this is a two. For me. This episode is, uh, yeah, the entitled "Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night," which certainly sounds like it's from actual fine literature, which it is. It is from uh, a passage in Prometheus Unbound by Percy God. Bysshe Shelley. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So this is an episode about how. Kira is like gets a midnight call from Gal Dukat, who's like, "Hey, I used to bang your mom." Yeah, and she's like, "No, you didn't." He's like, yes, I did. And then she goes and investigates. She travels back in time using 
like just stuff that Bajorans can do apparently whenever they want. The orbs, yeah, that just became a thing last season. Yeah, or maybe they were before. I, but... I think they've been around for a while, but we're, we're definitely seeing more of it. And uh, yeah, so she goes back to the uh, occupation days at, mm-hmm. when she when she's like a little girl, but now she's like there, but playing that uh, can interact with the memory somehow. Yeah, like she's there as whatever she is and not, not as a ghost and she winds like, up being it, fr- she becoming yeah. friends with her mom and she finds out her mom was a a collaborator mm-hmm. and uh was in fact banging gal ducat uh for the yep. benefit of her family mm-hmm. and this is uh of course kira has a pretty strong creed about this it's like nah this this, this isn't right she thinks about mm-hmm. blowing up her own mom even <laughs> Yeah, she does, and like I, I feel like the way it ends, she she almost says too. She's like, "I really wish I had done it." Yep. And then you go, "God damn, is Kira also called a Gal Dukat?" She's cold, man. Dal Gugat. That's it, the alternative. <sighs> yeah. So this uh, this is a little bit of a weird one. Open access orbs. That's what they should have called them. I see. Where anyone could have got at them. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is weird, but six eighteen. Bashir the terrorist. That's a three out of four star episode. Uh, in- I Inquisition. Yes. So, see, that's why I was confused for a second. I was like, "Oh, I, I liked all the Inquisition stuff, but I didn't like the sex slaves." I was. My well, episodes the, are confused. Uh, sadly, this episode didn't feature one of your favorite things in DS Nine, like a full on torture. <laughs> if there was full torture, it would have been a. There, four. there is jokes about it, though. There is. Uh, and it was like, "Oh, there's is... no lights," and they're like, "Oh no, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do the lights." Uh, but this, we do get militant Starfleet and, uh, I'm just like, Hmm, it's like, it is strange. Like I hate when people talk about going back to peace and optimism, but, uh, this is where I guess those people are like DS9 really strayed, man, because it's war and it's not, not everything is hopeful. Section 32, Uh um, I guess gets introduced more specifically here or like you know this is the secret police of the fe- mm-hmm. the federation who are trying to weed out uh again I, I, again collaborators gets gets brought up or like mentoring mm-hmm. candidates um uh sleeper agents yeah yeah, yeah. which i thought was an actually like well, which is I nice that was a nice or a cool thing to do and it's a playback too on like the whole bashir uh being like captured and put into a camp a year ago and everyone just went back to normal <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you're like, huh? And then I guess the whole thing is like, it's um, I mean, you can kind of figure out what's going on early on in the episode. I felt like because there's like all these uh, like little tells, but maybe yeah. maybe because I've seen it before. Well, for me, I think it was like it was just very clear that it was something with Bashir, but I don't, I didn't see like exactly how they were playing it out at the end. But then when you do see it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know something is why, up. Why, why he's watching. so why he's so tired when he wakes up? He's like, oh man, it can't be that mm-hmm. time. It's, yeah, well, sleep deprivation—it's a tool, man. Mm-hmm. It's a tool. Yeah, this episode's pretty good though. I I did like it. It has kind of a non-ending too. It just kind of goes off, and you're just like, oh, that's the end, and that's the story. You're like, wow, it's very cut. There's a ton of things that just just end. Like you know what I mean? Like they're just done. And like that's it, right? Which is strange in yeah. this TV show. Yeah, it's, yeah, it feels very truncated at times. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a, a little, little bit. bit, a little bit, a little bit. What else we got here? So this, yeah, actually, I thought this this episode was like okay. 
because I guess I saw that. And then the episode mm-hmm. before that was also like, nah, it is just sort of there. I mean, yeah. if, at this point, you're it, it feels again kind of like they're exploring some themes, but just for the sake of we have to deliver 26 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. So, see, that's how I thought about it too. And like, see that the back end of DS9 too, like the highs are real high, but the lows are pretty low. So like, I think that's the one thing about DS9. It's like, there's not as many consistently like, yeah, that was good. That was good. Or like, I, I don't want to use the word average, but like consistently average things. It was, it was either real good or it was like, ugh, yuck, yuck. But Jared, let's talk about another episode. <laughs> so let's talk about 619 uh cisco the thespian war criminal i uh, <laughs> and uh this is one that i i i'm choosing not to put a rating to because i this is uh, the second war criminal cisco episode that i'm confused at how i'm supposed to feel about this one because i feel like you're supposed to side with him at the end and i was like i don't know if i do i was like i don't know if i like thespian war criminal cisco. well i feel like the moral ambiguity is intentional here yes whereas in the previous like what what cisco just did that doesn't make any sense and it's and everybody knows it's like it's plain view that he did that and starfleet will know about it and nothing's going to come of this this is about a dirty little secret about and about about the uh the uh ends justifying the means Uh, right like that well i guess it's like they they got the Romulans into the war, right? They that's, did. That's the that's the goal, and the, the goal. And, and the interplay uh, with Garrick. Yeah, that that's all very good stuff. And like, I love yeah. the the flashback structure actually worked well, and you get like the the one thing that I always enjoy a lot with DS Nine is the scumminess, like the criminal underbelly of the oh, Star yeah. Trek universes. There, you get like weird aliens who you'll never see again, and like you get their setup and how characters kind of play off one another, and then there's like, oh, how to let me out? Garrick asked, and he's like, what? Like he's terrified. You're like, what? It's like, what? The tailor? <laughs> You're like, well, of course. By this point, we know Garrick is. Uh, he's so helpful. He's so tailor. he's so helpful. Yeah. He, well, he's just trying to get everyone in a nice uh, set of threads, my man. No. Nice set of threads. I do. I do like the the Cisco and Garrick stuff is really good, and I do like Garrick like just defending himself too. When Cisco gets all mad, he's like, he's like, listen, fella, you came to me. You, what you know, you, the reason you came to me is because you know that I would be able to do what needed to be done. <laughs> yeah, which I, I liked quite a bit. No. And uh, I do like the, um, like, uh, the stuff that they do, like getting the Romulans in. It is, it is good. It is good. It's like I said, I'm just, I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, I, I am I mean, morally I, ambiguous. Yeah. Well, I was mean. Was it good or was it bad? Well, I but, but I think this is, I mean, I think this is a top-notch stuff i think this is like okay what what differentiates or part of the like canon of like great episodes of ds9 because it's not it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like star trek either yep. like because this is uh you know picard or Riker in a similar situation they wouldn't go along with it but they were never yeah. put into the situation either right like the they, the wartime uh, captains right like there's there's things like oh there's klingon romulan wars and we just have to like Mm-hmm. be diplomatic peacekeepers right and then like do stuff like and it's always yep. like that was like the the wish wish uh, wishful thinking whereas the uh i feel like ds9 is positioned into the uh the real politique <laughs> where Ooh. um 
yeah, where it's like, oh, we need to do something. And this is how the world is. Like, this is how wars and history are, is there are actors who are conspiring to achieve their goals. And mm-hmm. our character, our hero uh, of our story is part of that, rather than like, it's like the nefarious Romulan, because this seems like a, a Romulan plot, right? Like, or this seems like a something that well, the, the bad guy... That's what Garrick states says. do, He's... right? And it's like no one would ever expect that Starfleet mm-hmm. orchestrated this. There would be mm-hmm. con- there would be like if you were having negotiations, like how do we know that Starfleet's not behind this? And then blah 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 blah. But like in this world, people would mm-hmm. never even don't even think about that. Uh, but uh, but more yeah. and more they do, and so we get to watch that whole interplay happen. And because it becomes a thing where it's like now it's up to Cisco to make the decision whether or not he calls it out. And says, this is what actually mm. happened. But he's achieved his goal, and now he has to be part of the lie to achieve uh, what ostensibly would be a good end, which would be mm-hmm. a, a move toward the conclusion to this war, to protect the life and liberty of everyone in the Federation, to prevent it from falling under the Dominion rule. And all he has to do is give up a little bit of his consciousness. <laughs> and uh, just, his conscience is just like... Is oh. he okay with it? He he apparently is. Uh-huh. And that's it. Oh, yeah. and so I think it's uh, I think it's like pretty awesome. Oh yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad you liked it. I it's like I think it's a good episode too. I just uh, I still don't know what to think about Cisco. So like I I, I see what you're saying. Those are all good points. No, Those are all good points. I, I just think it's a uh, I think it's just so much better than yeah. that other thing, which is like weird because some people say, "Well, yeah, that's like it kind of sets up this episode." I'm like, "No, not really." That that episode never had to have happened, and this could just be like its own thing, um, mm-hmm. and, and should be like a bigger deal. Um, I don't know if it this ever really gets brought up again or played into. Yeah. In maybe toward the end of the series, it might, but mm-hmm. th- th- you know, there's there's shit coming down uh, Cisco's way and stuff like that. So, see, and like I I do kind of like I kind of see what they're talking about. Where like that one might set this up. I agree with you too. It's like it. That episode doesn't need to exist, but yeah. it does. Well, they, that, that's that yeah. was my thing. Where I was like, Cisco falls into this role a lot, and it's like I know they try to like uh, rationalize it, where they're like, we just kept seeing the dead lists come up every Friday, and I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, curious. No, curious. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. But say, what did you describe it as? Politico dominico. Re- real politique. <laughs> real politicio. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it just seems like um, something ahead of its time for uh, television. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's what people always said yeah. about DS9, no? I yeah. Guess. See, uh, just so you know, RJ, the definition of real politique, a system of politics or principles based on practical rather than moral or ideological considerations. Oh, well, who would know that? Some kind of nerd? <laughs> Well, I, I, I like the accompanying image with this. is uh, It's like a drawing of uh, Nixon and Kissinger. Is one of the illustrations that pop up. Suck-ass Kissinger, as Nixon would call him. Or what does he call him? Brown-ass or something? Brown-nose? Shit-ass. Uh, Shit-ass. Shit shit there you go. Yeah. Shit-ass Kissinger. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Yeah, good episode. I'm sure it's. Uh, it looks like it's clearly one of the, the top of the series. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a big one, Romulans, my man. Weird, and then you weird follow looking it, Romulans, oh man. Weird with uh, DS six twenty, 
And this one I call DS9's Moriarty Simp. One out of four stars. <laughs> yeah, this episode sucks. This episode is so bad. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I saw like, and the, but there's like, the, I think one of the series creators thinks it's one of his best. Like he wrote it and thinks it's his best. He's like, I don't, I don't really understand what people have a problem with. It's like, no, this episode's terrible. It's so, I, I did not need to see the, uh, the episode of like Kira and Odo coming together in this way. I, I, I didn't need that with like, yeah, Vic Fontaine. Who's like a uh, recurring character now, um, who just pops up whenever. But it's like, oh I my god, hate this him. this stuff is so super dorky. Yeah, I hate it. Well, and like the Bashir Bond episode, that one is great. Yes, this like uh, this like um, Frank Sinatra ass. There's some and, and speaking like, of uh, incel fanfic i mean there's like oh, the whole yeah. thing's like don't take no for an answer it's like bashira really had to work on that girl he got shut down six mm-hmm. times but then he talked to vic fontaine and then he went back and now they're on a date which is like ensign of course it's always like the doctor hitting on ensigns oh yeah well they're fresh and uh they don't know any better malleable, right? he's, malleable. and he's so genetically superior see that's the thing too because bashir like he can you like they talk about his genetic superiority all the time, and then it shows him like begging women and like schemes to get women, and you're like, hmm, weird. Yeah, so this episode sucks. Yeah, this is this is a, a hard uh, blah. <laughs> I, I just, no, never. Oh, the only importance of it is at the end. It's like, oh, they kiss, and mm-hmm. that's, and that's it. You're like, okay, now they're together. Who cares? Don't watch this episode. Yep. It's it's this is way bet worse than that like Vedic episode from uh, last week we were talking about. Oh yeah. See that's what I mean. The highs are high and the lows, baby, are they low. Oh, but there's there's plenty of stink on next generation. Oh yeah. Yeah, there is. I'm just uh I'm definitely more critical now because <laughs> I am Jordy, a seasoned Jordy falls trend. down a hole. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good it happened like two episodes in a row, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that one was that one was off. And then I got one more for you, Jared. Oh man, just one, six twenty-one. Uh, and then here's my here's my snappy review. Okay. Uh, there is no Kira, only Zool. Ah. You get that, Jared? I do. And then I also wrote Cisco is a spaz kid. <laughs> and then my last note was fuck off because <laughs> uh, there was something in the end. I was like, what is going on? Was, was it but, psychic battles? Yeah, it was psychic battles, and actually, it was the tachyon stuff. That's what I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Or because, uh, because like, okay, so like, there's the whole talk about like how on the deck, and they're they're like, "Well, if we can we can do this," or maybe it wasn't tachyons, but it's something like that, or like crap, like chronions or something. They're like, "We can release these, and that'll that'll neutralize the profits up there, and uh, they'll get rid of here." And, like, Dax is bringing it up, and Dax is like, we have to save Kira. But even everyone is just like, no. And even Odo's like, no, nah, she wouldn't want that either, man. It's like, you're the only one who wants that, you jealous, jealous lady. Or, like, selfish, selfish lady. Uh, and then, like, they're psychic battling. And I was, like, fine with that, actually. I was like, mm-hmm. whatever. That's fine. Uh, but then with uh, Cobra Kai, when she goes down there, I was like, how the fuck would she know how to use that shit? And uh, and then she does it, and it made me really upset. I was Cobra like, this would have been, or what's her name, the Kai? 
Oh, Vedic. Oh, when she just goes and hits this button on the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then she, she does it. And I was just like, what the fuck? Because there's the button that says, do not touch. And she just took the piece of paper off and went, boop. <laughs> so I, I got really frustrated at the end there with that one. Just because, like, Dax just brings... And, like, I know that's how they needed to resolve the episode. But I was like, oh. I was like, another reason I don't like Dax. And then uh, they, like, resolve it with, boop. And I was like, ah, oh, get the fuck out of here. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think of the reckoning? Um, so this is like more of the like main story stuff. So, uh, Ben Ben gets the call. Hey, we found some rocks down here with writing on it. You should ch- come check it out. Mm-hmm. Which happens a lot, it seems, with Bajor, and he's the emissary. And um, he goes down. They're like, "Hey, this thing says emissary, welcome." And they're like, well, mm-hmm. we better go teleport this up to the ship and take and examine it. Because I do that. Because he's done that at least twice now in the series, mm-hmm. like in, recently in the last two seasons, I guess. And uh, they, he has a thumb through. Uh, Vedic Ratchet gets wind of this and gets mad like she always does. I want it returned immediately, even though you're the, the emissary. I don't actually give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, we have scholars who know this. Why are you doing this? Fair points. But, you know, it's, mm-hmm. this, it's this weird thing about the Cisco. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets zapped again, knocked, knocked to the ground, as happens with all the... Like, this is now two times. Um, and, of course, there's, like, this ambiguity about what these stones mean. And there's always vague prophecies and interpretation. Again, like, it's very... Like, I've seen this. Yeah. Uh, in a in a fit, he, he casts the rock aside, breaks it in half, and energy floats out. Yep. And energy, energy, uh, wormhole well, aliens. Yeah. Well, Zool goes out from one side and then, uh, what is, uh, what's the uh, Gozer comes out of the other one. Yeah. So Zool and Gozer go into, yeah. and then they need to find new homes. And then sure. uh, eventually, uh, there's some, there's a pretty good GIF action with Kira and, uh, at the, uh, the temple that's on the station where she's getting zapped. And then it is Ghostbusters-y, where she's now possessed by one mm-hmm. of the, by one of the spirits. And then it's like, where's the other one gone? And it's in Jake. And Jake's like, and they start. I ha- am all, all Zoo or no? He's not Zoo. What does he do? Well, then they start having like psychic battles with like yep. light, light tubes vying. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is all getting anime now. <laughs> it does, and I'm like. I was like, mm, I know that this is where they were building up with this prophet stuff. I was like, it's kind of silly, but like, I didn't mind that as much. Like, it's like I said, the thing I, I, I actually didn't like about this was however they neutralized them. I was like, ugh. I was like, that's stupid. That's well, dumb. Well, welcome to Star Trek. I was like, that's silly. That's a dumb thing to do. Just because I was like, let him do it. Kill Jake. <laughs> yes. Like, you know. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's gonna he represents all evil. Why is that? Die. Why why does Jake represent all evil? Yeah. Because he was Gozer or whatever. That's like the I think that's the line he actually says. He's like, I I am all evil or something like that. And you go, Oh shit, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's DS9 for you, baby. I also I, I was just looking on the IMDB and in the pale moonlight is the is the top rated episode of DS9. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and then uh, there's a couple under it, but um, a few a, a couple that you were before you started rewatching. So, like long fingered Tony Todd as old Jake. That's like right. number three. 
highest or something like that. But so in the pale moonlight. So that's it. That's, that's the that's, that's it. The well, you'll be done season six next week. Soonish, yeah. And then uh, there's one more season, isn't there? One season after that, and that's, yeah. And that's DS Nine. This nine, and then we uh, take a voyage somewhere no. new. <laughs> you, you you can go do that. Well, you, yeah, you, you, can, you can start your Voyager podcast with uh, Aaron Lang, and I will have my podcast about Phil Donahue with whoever. I, I think you should change it to. Uh, and then we'll, not... we'll we'll abandon this uh, Criterion crap. <laughs> I mean, I think that's fine too. Yeah. But uh, I think it was a Patreon goal to do Voyager with you, so I think you have to contractually. Oh, well, that that hasn't paid off, so it's not happening. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's part of the contract, friend. Yeah. So yeah, DS Nine, and nothing else you got into, Jared? No. Did you do anything weird? No. Okay, well, that's probably better, I guess. Nothing too unusual. Okay. okay. You got any news over there? Uh, um, how about them Knicks, eh? What's that? Uh, it's a sports team. Oh. They play basketball. Uh, no, no, no news. I, I mean, not on my end. I think they're trying to make movies happen again, but like... <sighs> oh, they named the six parts of the Justice League. Jared. What? There's going to be six parts. What, did what, you hear? What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, it's broken up into six again. parts. Did they do that? I thought they were making it one thing again. It is. It's one four-hour thing, but I think it's six like acts. So it'll be like act one. But it's they like put it all together as a one. Yeah, it's one four-hour thing, but they they put out names. The fuck are they? They uh apparently Chapters. Simpsons has been renewed for a thirty third and thirty fourth season. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a lot of seasons. Is that the longest ever? No. Oh. What's that? Cheers? No. <laughs> oh. But Simpsons it's it's a pretty substantial run though. Oh. What's the longest scripted show of all time? Probably longest like, running. Probably like a daytime soap. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, so do you want to hear the six parts of the Justice League? Zack Snyder's Justice League, Jared? Yes, please. Part one, quotes, don't count on it, Batman. End quote. Uh Uh-huh. Part two, the Age of Heroes. Part three, beloved mother, beloved son. Oh, it's it's not like Larry David. No. Part four, and this one's in quotes as well. Change machine. What? These are terrible. <laughs> Part five, all the king's horses. Oh, that's that's more like it though. Yeah, and then part six. This one's in quotes as well. Something darker. Hmm. I think my favorite is "Don't count on it, Batman." <laughs> yeah. Because you go, oh, that's Jared Leto for sure. He's de- he's definitely dropping that one. Batman. Don't count on it. A Batman. <laughs> that's his Joker laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what mine would be. You know how they all have a Joker laugh? I just... <laughs> what? What? No. No. There you go. Any other news? <sighs> nope. Good. Uh, 
after the break. Yeah. We go for a stroll, and an Italian man won't leave us alone. They just don't take no for an answer, RJ. I'm aware. Aware. is the Criterion Creeps podcast and tonight we're talking about L'Eclis from 1961 directed by Michelangelo Antonioni Ooh, precision oh, uh, alleged pre- precision pronunciation it's probably a, a real butcher, real, real butcher. Uh, do butcher. you want me to try? sure Michelangelo Antonioni the tagline for this film uh huh Ellipsis, the oh. ache and the ecstasy of love. E- ellipsis. <laughs> Why is it in an ellipsis? I don't know. Is it because there's moments and then there are unmoments in between when things don't happen? Jared? Yeah, there's a whole lot of that here, RJ. Potentially. Well, I don't want to get too ahead of the myself. the the synopsis here of the movie. Yeah. Letterbox. This romantic drama follows the love life of Vittoria, a beautiful literary translator living in Rome. After splitting from her writer boyfriend, Ricardo, Vittoria meets Piero, a lively stockbroker, on the hectic floor of the Roman stock exchange. Though Vittoria and Piero begin a relationship, it is not one without difficulties, and their commitment to one another is tested during an eclipse. So, what do you mean? Uh, w- about anything in particular? Like, just in general, what do you mean? I don't know. So, this movie is called The Eclipse. 
in in uh, English. Um, wait, is there an eclipse in this film? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just at the end? Yeah. That's it, though. That's the only connection to an eclipse. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Why is there no P's in the title? Uh, because it's a different language. Fuck. Yeah. All right. So this is a movie I'd never seen before. I f- vaguely familiar with the title. It is the third part of a trilogy of movies just like it that include La Ventura, which uh, mm. has been discussed mm-hmm. on this on this show before. A movie oh. that uh, neither one of us is a fan of. Not quite. Well, one day we will also get to watch La Notte, which is the middle part of this thematic trilogy. Is it so? That's a later Criterion film. Yeah. Well, who fu- who the fuck planned that? That they put the second one after the third they, one. They, they just they didn't have access at the time. They, they so took... John Criterion was like, "This is fine." Whatever. He dropped the he dropped the ball, and uh, Gary never like didn't, he didn't even care. Gary Collection. Yeah, because it's John Criterion and Gary Collection, right? Yes. Yeah, that's accurate. Don't look into it. It's mm. fine. No, it's fine. Yeah, tune in to last week's episode to hear all about Gary. Who is Gary? What the hell were we, what were we talking about? I, <laughs> well, I legitimately no, don't no, remember no, what we did last week. Yeah, my own private Idaho, and uh, we talked about people subscribing to the collection. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, and he get it in the mail. He's never seen a movie before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what would Gary think of Le Place? Um, he's like, well, I don't, I really don't know what to think. <laughs> Says, I guess maybe you had to be there. Seems, seems like it's got a lot to say. Seems uh, being the uh, seems. key, the key point here. I feel like the emphasis on um, things that aren't happening imply that things happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Importance. So yeah. this movie, the movie opens up with a fairly bombastic opening credit music. Ooh, bombastic. Yeah, it's like kind of like exciting. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Michelangelo like is changing things up. Ooh, hold on to Antonio your Leone's. ass. Into more ass? Did you hold say? Hold on to your ass. Yeah, oh, because it's, it's gonna like be like hard charging. He's he's just gonna let. He's, yeah, he's like gonna. He's not gonna let you go. I wasn't a fan of that one. Yeah. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> Uh, so then, then it dials down right to right to one, just mm-hmm. h- hard stop to that business. Um, we have a man; he's hanging out in a, a room, a living mm-hmm. room, and there's just this persistent sound—the hum of an oscillating fan. And uh, what happens next, Jared? Well, uh, he's well dressed. He's, uh, is he him leaning on a stack of books? Yeah. Oh, he, he does he, some leaning he in is, this film. He is a learned man. This, yeah, he does this, some leaning. This, this guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then it's like, hey, it's the, it's the, it's that lady from La Ventura. She's back. In pog form or just back? Mm-hmm. Uh, just back. Yeah. And, oh, uh, Mon- is she Monica, Monica, Monica Vitti. Monica Vitti? Yeah. Wait, was that her name in the film as well? Uh, Vittoria. 
Oh, so VT and Vitoria, that's not the same name? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're telling me? Okay, I don't really buy that, but all right, whatever you say. Yeah, so she's here. Okay. And it just seems like, yeah, she's wandering around. Sure she is. You're going to see a whole heck of a lot of her doing doing, stu- doing stuff. What kind of stuff do you think she does, Jared? Act, like... act, acting. Just some acting. Okay. What other kind of stuff does she do in um, this film? Well, well, we'll get there. Okay. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, hmm. So... There's a scene, RJ, here, like right off the right off the kit here. She she reaches through a frame, like a picture frame, like to adjust something on the other side of the frame. But there's nothing in the frame. Do you think that is that metaphorical, or do you think I she think needs it is? Glasses? I think it is metaphorical. What, um, this, what is that? Because there seems to be an absent-minded boredness. That absent-minded boredness. Yeah, we're kind of just like mm. listless. You're trying to. It's, there's an avoidance of uh, of the issue at hand because you feel there's an awkwardness. It's like why are these two people not talking to one another? Time is progressing. We're about four minutes in before the first line of dialogue comes up, and these characters are just kind of like not engaging with one another. Mm-hmm. They're walking so I... around one another, and and mm-hmm. this is what they're doing is. Playing at making an arrangement. It's like kind of like making art. Kind of like this film. Kind of like this podcast. I guess, have you ever heard of like a picture without a frame? So is that like the idea behind that, like that you have something of of substance, but it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not framed, it's not wrapped. Where this one is like, you have a frame without a picture, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing, not, you got nothing on the inside. Man, that's what Michelangelo would have said. And then there's uh, her walking across the room, and there's like such a reflection in the floor. Oh, yeah. You get to see her mirrored. And uh, how long do you think this goes for? Two minutes. Okay. Um, there, you, you get the sense that there had been a difficult conversation off panel of uh, regarding a relationship. Was it a breakup? The, the, the mm. current situation of this relationship? Um. And yeah, you're you're onto something with that thinking that because you're like, yep, that's this is sort of like a weird like after the breakup morning and they don't know what's going on still definitively, but by the end, one of them's going to leave this what I felt like a hotel room, but it's a house I think, and there's a water tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I. I thought it was a hotel as well, but yeah. maybe it is just a house. Well, there's like because like there's the next shot where like she's looking out the window. It looks like there's like a garage. Yeah, but yeah. then there's also like, what the fuck is it? Like, do they show? No, never mind. I no. was like, I thought there was more scenes that come later from this, but like, I guess not. Right. So you know what I mean? Yeah. There is a there's a bit here that comes up that I just started laughing out loud. Oh yeah, which one? Uh, where Buddy is staring into space. And, and and she's like, he she's just like walking around him, trying to get his attention. He's just staring, and it is like so self important. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this what this is? Is this supposed to be like a a, a comedy? But it's well, not. But it's not RJ. I think it's supposed to be taken very seriously. Yeah, I feel like some people take it very. All, all this uh, anti only shit is uh, taken very seriously by people who are into it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit where like she kind of like it's like so frightened by the fact that he's not talking to her. She like walks around the corner where there's like a perfectly situated mirror on the wall, so that you so the camera doesn't have to break from looking at him, but they can show her face of like reacting to the coldness and distance of him that he's just like doing, and then he's fine like a second later. <laughs> like, but it's like, huh? What do you it's, think he was? It's all about, about? It's, it's about the composition. You see. This mm. is this is an artist who is fully engaged with the art form. Oh, those are words that it sounds like people use when they're reviewing this film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and other films in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, and then oh, then we get some we get some shaving sounds. Uh, what kind? Like buzz buzz or clip clip? Uh, I guess it's like a buzzer. Well, buzz buzz. V- v- yeah. So there's always yeah. like this like ambient noise going on in the the bathroom or the living room of this hotel space that mm-hmm. maybe is intentionally kind of feels like a hotel because it's transitory. It's a moment of transition for the characters because mm-hmm. they then transition from this space and you never return to it. What do you think your ambient noise would be like if someone was like heard an ambient sound and they go, "Oh, that's Jarrett." <laughs> what, what would your ambient noise sound be? Um, a, a white. It's like that sound when you like cup your ear. Oh, and it's just like. It's like is that the sound of the ocean? This low crack. Like what is it? What is that sound, RJ? Apparently, you. Exactly. Or allegedly. And now, now everyone's going to do that. They're going to take out that earbud, hit pause, and they're just going to cup their ear, and they're just going to hear that sound, and they're going to think of me. They're always going to think of me. I mean, I really wish they wouldn't. So we're in some real uh, criterion realm here, some territory. Sure we are. This is the land of Cassavetes and Bergman. Real cinema. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And yet, put this guy. And and and, to those and two. yet, and yet, it just doesn't work, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, not for us, clearly. Yeah. yeah. There's a. So then she leaves. We get like this weird like transition of like post-war Europe of Italy like it's very desolate but they're in the process of rebuilding so you're getting like modernist you know light posts being put in new buildings uh, are developing on the edges like these would have been empty fields with uh, giant women walking across them in a Fellini movie but now they're filling up with modernist uh, architecture how would the women be dressed in the Fellini one um, there would be like kind of like their, uh, the shoulder strap would be down and a lot of fanning of chests. Oh yeah, and would they be barefooted? Say, barefooted. Barefooted. Yeah, that's an important part, I think. Yeah, yeah. There'd be there'd be that sort of imagery in this. I mean, it's like it's kind of like it's not that far off, but I, they're a little bit more slinkily dressed here. What do you What do you mean by slinkily? What exactly. does that mean? It's, it's it's exactly what it means to slink. To slink. Yeah. To zip zap zoo something like that potentially. Correct. Okay. So she leaves. He follows. And she wants mm-hmm. nothing to do with this guy. She's like, come on. It's like, no, I can't work for you anymore as your, uh, your editor, reader, uh-huh. because, you know, we're, we're, we're through. And he's like, ah, come on. Let me, let me, let's hang out some more. Let's go for a ride. She's like, no, I'm walking. Oh, I'll, I'll park the car and I'll walk with you. And she's like, no, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> and then we get uh, stonks. We do get stonks. What do you think they're buying? Are they buying Dogecoin? Are they buying a... Uh, uh, they're all about, the, they're, they're all about they buy- uh, GME, baby. <laughs> do you think they were buying the new Kings of Leon CD? I hope so. 
Oh, okay. Whatever the equivalent yeah. was. <laughs> At the time? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what it was. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, eventually it doesn't work out well for them. Well, because uh, Victoria's mom works or it hangs out. At the stock market. Well, she's like she's or she's there. Well, she's part like she's not a trader, right? She's got money into it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, not, I don't know. This is this is trader, this is this but... is olden times. This is before uh, Robin Hood apps, where like you'd have to actually yeah. go there and uh, mm-hmm. keep an eye on your money. Yeah, you you couldn't hire a uh, portly gentleman who sweats a little bit to mm-hmm. go and uh, handle it for you. Who learns who learns everything about the stocks from like just opening up the newspaper for the, for mm-hmm. the day's last report. Yeah, that's what I want. But uh, yeah, she well she's involved somehow. My my next yeah. note here, RJ, is this guy's fucking movies. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yes, yeah, and I'll I'll say my two cents. The, the, this later, is this but... is this is when the feeling began to sink in. Was when we hit the stock market. Just how it just kept going. Yeah, and I'm like, well, where am I supposed to become invested in anything? Um, so Victoria I'll... then goes yeah. to the next back to her her house to her apartment, and she's hanging out with her roommate Anita. Um, and yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of. Uh, fanning fanning of breasts actually so now now we're into some fellini territory mm-hmm. everyone's just like oh man I'm, I'm so hot it's so hot in here man my breasts are so sweaty mm-hmm. and look so, at it's it just, just ladies being ladies ladies <laughs> like that yeah and okay. uh then then the next door neighbor a real colonist uh arrives and they're all hanging out mm-hmm. in her apartment from all their uh, their wares from uh, abroad, one thing being uh, an elephant foot table. Yeah, and that's like just not cool, man. Because, well, uh, it was the '60s, you know. Those guys need those. Yeah, wow. Do you know what I mean, no, not not that one. Not that one. Hmm. Hmm. So hmm. Th- this this sequence goes on for some time. Um, the women hanging out. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where, uh, Victoria, I think is go- looking through photographs and like mm-hmm. a book of photographs and there's like a unsatisfying quality of film image that, that, sim- that doesn't, it fails to simulate life. And I was like, is this why, uh, old, uh, Michelangelo here is, uh, making bad movies intentionally? Cause he's like, there's nothing that's satisfying about watching anything like this. You have to live it. Mm, I mean, or it's, I feel like he'd go the other route and just be like, it's one thing to live, but it's another thing to watch. <laughs> That's his accent, I imagine. And then, RJ, then we get some surprise blackface. Yeah, we're, did you see that coming? No. Because I didn't. Nope. Yeah, we get a little bit of that. We get a little performance. Yeah, as soon as I heard like the... Uh, like the drums, the, the jungle drums, the jungle drums. I was like, "Uh oh, yeah." Because then like, you're like, "What's this?" And you're like, "Oh wait, this is happening in the movie yeah. now." Like these characters have decided, "Hey, let's entertain ourselves." Because uh, the one character, the one other woman, the, the colonist woman, I guess think of her as, she's talking regaling tales of the land, farming, and um, and then at some point they're like, "Hey, let's stop playing Negroes." Uh, yeah, they use that uh, that word exactly. And then it, nope. it's almost like she says it, and then someone, the girl's like, oh, you made me feel bad. 
Yeah. Because you don't want to do and that. And then it just starts getting into, then then it starts turning into just full on racism with these characters, talking about them coming mm-hmm. out of trees, looking like monkeys. And it's like, huh. I mean, yep. yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm like, this is, I guess, how a frank way that people probably did talk in 1962, I feel. Sure. But uh, it's like, God damn, um, who am I? Who am I rooting for here? See, I and I think that uh, and like, what am I? I should... what, what am I watching? Like, what? What are, what, you what are we watching here? Because I feel like there's a way to probably present this story in not Antionian. <laughs> Antionian. Well, what do you think would happen if, like, say, uh, who's a, a mastercraft of the uh, the romantic dramedy nowadays? Like. Is there anybody? Fuck, I I can't even really think of a director. Well, I, I feel like so, I don't I don't even know if movies like that necessarily get talked about or. Let's go the other really way anymore because it's Netflix, right? Because these these things yeah. can get like drizzled into like theaters and stuff. So yeah. anyway, this isn't that far removed from it, but it's art house version of that. Yeah, let's uh, let's look at the other way. So if Amy Adams played the lady, because obviously, who would uh, the male counterpart be today? Well, it's gotta be a Jeremy Renner always. It's he's he, he's the modern day Alan Denon. Uh, oh, well, like I've heard a lot of people say that they're almost the Alan Benoit, but uh, Delon, 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 Delonote, uh, mm-hmm. Delroy Lindo, same thing, right? Del Delroy Lindo. Yeah, I saw him in the news yesterday or something. Oh. Like apparently, people thought he got snubbed for. I don't know an award, but awards don't mean anything anymore, or never did. I guess. Hey, speaking of Italians and blackface, uh, I think my—I don't know if I can't remember if I just saw this because it popped up on my Twitter, or if we talk about Italian films so much, and my phone listens to me and gave me thought I would like this news or something. Uh, I saw something about the first uh, like all-black Italian film coming up, being made right now about uh, what it's like being black in Italy, and hmm. I went, "Hmm, what timing compared to?" <laughs> Le Clisse. Le Clisse. Uh, yeah. What are we talking about? So, oh, yeah, they were racist. And then and, well, then, well, and then they went to the beach afterwards or well, something. Well, they, they like go to, like, there's a dog. There's, a bunch of, there's, like, a pack of wild Italian dogs running around. And they're looking for their dog, someone's dog cool. that got out. And yeah. anyway, they wake up. And uh, then there's some more, some more stonks. Yeah, there's a lot of stonking. No, whole lot of stonking, buddy. Oh yeah, then you find you. Whole, there's a whole sequence where um, uh, Latoria's mom lo- loses everything, and uh, we, we also were getting now like there's also Piero, uh, the Alan Delone character, who again you're just like, why do I care about? Well, why? Him? Why did you care? I didn't because you. Oh, I thought you felt passionately about this film. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that the impression you're getting? <laughs> yeah, I can't pick up on social cues though, so I don't know if like. Uh, but he's your like inflection. But he's but he's but he's uh, horn hounding it to uh, to clean up my language there here a little bit. He's he's got a he's got a Victoria in his uh, gaze. In Did his, you say whore hounding horn hounding it? Horn hound. Oh. Okay, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. Yes, it's that's fi- fine. It's fine. 
so he's 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 going after her and she's like no i'm not interested <laughs> but then he's like well that that's fine but i'm also going to go see this call girl and admonish her for uh dyeing her hair back to brown when it was blonde before you've yelled at women because of their hair color haven't you oh yeah yeah all the time that's what they all hey there's old duncan he's gonna go yell at some ladies mm-hmm I mean, that's what I tell people at yeah. least. But um, and then he like goes and he goes to her house, to her apartment, and hangs out there. Uh, yeah, they uh, do that. Eventually, a drunk guy like stumbles by. Oh, Buck! He almost hits him for real. <laughs> like the when he dodges out of the way, like that's not like slow down or anything. Like I'm pretty sure that that was a drunk driver, and he almost hit that guy in real life. That's what it looked like to me, at least. Well, that guy gets his uh, gets his just desserts. He steals Piero's car and crashes it into the water and drowns, and he's dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Piero's like, I don't care. Fuck that guy. He's like, why don't you feel bad? I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's like, well, he stole my car. He's an asshole. Uh, yeah. There's dents in it. <laughs> There's a dent in it? There's a dead guy in it? Fuck. Yeah. He's drunk. He probably peed a little bit. You know? <sighs> drunk guys. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's a whole lot of uh, will they, won't they <laughs> in this movie where it doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, like, I feel like it's not even... It's like will they, won't they, but then uh, it's more also just like... Why are they together, and why do we want them to stay together? Right. Why should you want them? Th- that, to? That's what I mean. It's just kind of yeah. like, I. <laughs> what what's what is this movie? I don't know, dude. You <laughs> you got to tell me. You're the one who people look to for answers. Oh well, no. But, but see, the problem is like I I hate this guy. I, I hate yeah, this guy. I, I hate this guy's movies. Like I think they're shit. I think mm-hmm. uh, I have some I have some real questions for people who are like into these movies because i'm like why well, i'm sure you're gonna hear you, all about well, it well like, i'd love to hear it because i'm uh, i will until i hear otherwise i assume the worst so, okay of uh fa- of fans of this stuff mm-hmm. but yeah i um anyway i think the end of this movie is kind of well interesting it's gonna the complete... eclipse part's kind of cool yeah but... it's, it's very uh it feels very apocalyptic and the, yeah. the, the use of the music and the imagery and stuff like that. It's like, that stuff's right. like, oh, hey, that that mm-hmm. that snapped to my... It's just like the tone of it is it's like, oh, this has got a nice vibe to it or a nice feeling to it. Mm-hmm. It's like It I, did for me too. I want more of this. Yeah. I want this. Yeah. like or, or something like this. But it's like, mm-hmm. well, and of course, like, well, the only reason it really works that way is because uh, it's built to that. It's like, no, it, that's not why. Mm-hmm. You, you, could do, you could do all these things in um, something that I would, I don't know, like more. See, well, and that's what I thought too. Like when that, uh, when the eclipse part came up, I was kind of like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Should I have been paying attention more in this movie? Because this looks cool." Uh-huh. And then I was like, "No, I was paying attention." And this movie was not cool until this part. Uh, but yeah, the eclipse stuff is cool. And then, um, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way with you. I was like, "I, I want more of this." But uh, where do you rate this? Uh, higher or lower <laughs> than Gertrude? Wait, well, I've got to say, RJ, uh, I mean, uh-huh. so, yeah, once again, uh, old uh, Antonioni, he just, 
doesn't make movies I want to watch ever. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. How, Arjun, what did you think of this movie? Oh, fuck. Uh, other than uh, the big stocks that we mentioned before already? No. Um, yeah. This is not my kind of show, my man. This <laughs> Five minutes into this, I was like, holy fuck. I was like, we got one of those, huh? And I knew that this was over two hours long. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I really this one almost ended me, to be honest. Like there was a part <laughs> where I was just like, fuck. I was like, why? What What are we watching these movies for? What yeah. are we even doing this for? Yeah, this, it was one of those good ones. This is a this movie feels so criterion in the worst way oh, possible. Yeah. For me, but you you know someone point. talks about it as affectionately as someone talks about like the Odo meets Frank Sinatra episode of DS9. They're like, oh, it's so powerful, man. Wow, that's only the creator of it though, specifically. I don't yeah. know if there's. Why well, Ben Antonioni thought this film was pretty fucking good too. Uh, man, who maybe know? who knows what he? I don't know what he thought, but I don't care because uh, like, this is a guy who's decidedly not my guy. Oh yeah, like yeah, I don't... hard hard at the, like this point because even um. I watched Blow Up like years ago and I felt really cold on that. And that's like the only one I had ever seen of his for years. And then eventually I watched Love Ventura, which like on paper sounds like, oh, I mean, everyone loves it. Who likes movies? And it sounds interesting. It's sort of a disappearing woman. And I'm like, that sounds great. And this is like, I mean, this is that same era though of like that, the indiscretion of an American wife um, or, you know, a brief encounter or summertime. It's about this, like, or love or fuck. Uh, God, don't put summer. No, 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 but but you know what I mean? It's like this type of story that like one has a big Hiroshima on a more same. Oh yeah. yeah, Same, same kind of thing where I'm like, is this like, this is just not a, a a story beat that I'm not interested in. Like brief encounter is good, but man, is it uh, all these other movies though? Fuck. See, and I feel like sometimes those ones work really well for me. Like, uh, Brief Encounter is great. I thought Summertime was great. So, like, th- those movies can work. But then I think you also get the Le Venturas, the Le Cleases, and the I Know Where I'm Goings, because I feel like those are all in the same wheel, or same ballpark. Mm-hmm. Same ballpark. Um, so where do, you, where do you fit this between Gertrude? Like, above Gertrude or below Gertrude? You remember Gertrude? <sighs> Man, not how really. Can you, how can you forget? I, I remember it being, like hideously boring this what is about above this, or below this, this movie this movie is really nice looking it's beautifully photographed i will 100 yeah, it it's just yeah it's just like okay but i don't care <laughs> i don't care yeah yeah so like i'm uh i'm very similar um i just didn't yeah first five minutes of this i was like get the fuck out of here like these guys in their apartment and these things and i i think that's another reason why uh some of the uh, the French boys as well, like the French New Wave guys, why I haven't really dug those ones either, where it's like just people walking around their apartment. And I know some people really well, like that. That's super Godardy. I know, I know. And, and, I, know and I was, and I well, really love that. Yeah, or, but, but why? But why? And it's just like. Because it's not a Marvel movie. It's, it's not a like, Marvel movie. Like, there's there's got to be something in between. <laughs> there yeah. is, and there are good movies. Yeah, and there are things that are representative of real life i know people walk around in their apartments but i feel like there there's some movies that i think show that better oh like uh fanny and alexander there's people walking around their townhouse and that's pretty good that's pretty high uh, high intensity 
Well, it's like, or I mean, scenes from a marriage shows that you can, yeah, like, exactly, be like uh, an amazing, incredible piece of movie making, mm-hmm. and it's like just about like a the dissolution of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And this I, is about like this is just nothing that yeah. I respond to, I guess. Plus, I feel like, um, like all the stock stuff. Like, I know, I know, I I know you need that story and this love story too but i'm just like i don't think these fit together like i don't maybe there's some big metaphor here that's more more than i can afford do you know what i mean but i was just like i don't like these things together i don't think they work very well together like it's not a good pairing for me and it's like this movie's so long as it is so what do you uh, what, so what do you think people respond to like, because like I would like to well, know I think the, I what just people think the do like about it. Mostly, ah, see, I don't think that's it though, because there's lots of really attractive looking movies that people dump on too, and they say it's so empty, and then they'll yeah. say this is amazing, <laughs> and I'm like, uh huh. Well, I mean, I it outright isn't like, and not even just like the problematic blackface, uh, blackface aside, because well, that's, like that, I mean, that's just yeah, that's just yeah, and but like that segment, like. It, I guess if we looked at the swing time blackface, the swing, like that one, um, the blackface there, it's like, Ooh, that's not good. But like the dancing stuff, like the scene itself was still cool. But this one, when we have the blackface here, it's just like, Ooh, this whole scene is not good. It's like, none of this is good. Even if, even if the racism was, uh, like, like yeah, I mean, okay. See, at the time for for the makers, it's like, why do you even include this shit in here? Like, who cares? Why is this here? I think that's about the character types that they are. That it's, it's it's like even more distancing. Yeah, that you're not supposed to maybe care for this character, these characters, and you're like, okay, mission accomplished. Yeah, I. And the I but it's like, but now, but now I'm like, I. But I also, it's not like it rules out the fact. That I'm like, well, I'm distanced from your movie and like yeah. me being interested. I, I, just from yeah. like the way it is where it's like I don't I don't know this is there's not yeah. enough for me to care about and at all at any point not yeah. like there's not, it's not even the characters it's just like I don't care about anything and I'm like well isn't that the point and I go no I don't think it is because no. people clearly like respond pretty strongly to something here about the, the the story about this relationship that I just don't buy at all yeah yeah neither do I because and like you said you don't care about the characters or anything, but the guy is a complete asshole too. Right. And you're just like, it's just you're like who cares? Shit. But yeah. what about the on we RJ? What about the on we, what about toot sweet? You ever been there? Uh, I am not, not with this movie. Toot sweet. Toot sweet. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, I thought in the, in the first, for most of this movie, it's like you're trying too hard and it's not working for the other most of the movie yeah i'm using most in that that way the other most of the movie it's like i don't care about these people and then in like the last like i don't know two minutes i was like "Ooh, this looks cool and then the movie ends and then you go fuck i wasted like an entire day on this i don't know about you but i felt like i wasted an entire day on this movie (laughs) and this also fits into the insatiable italians club in (laughs) case you were uh, I mean, obviously, but uh, well, they weren't totally like. There's a lot of like. They're not ex- too bad. There's a lot they're... of extras that weren't like pushing themselves on anybody for once. Did you notice when this guy, like, though, when he's with the girl and another girl walks by and he just grabs that girl's ass, like out of nowhere, he just grabs her ass and then keeps walking, and then you go, huh? Hmm. I was like, I feel like that lady wouldn't like that, but oh. it's just 
Just part of the culture. It was the times. It was the times. You just hang out and you black up and dance like you're an African, but you're a white lady. You just had to be hanging out with your hanging out with your other white ladies. And which white ladies do you hang out with? Um, not the right ones, apparently. If if you're a big a a big Eclipse boy. Well, who isn't? Like, I mean, clearly you and me both are big Eclipse heads. (laughs) <laughs> on that we're at the top of that bracket so that's cool right well we yeah, can find out dumpy. who also are, are big eclipse heads in the way that we are okay um we've got katarina mm-hmm. uh with half a star this movie is the very def- definition of white people's problems Victoria yeah. is so blasé, so lifeless, lightless. She is more dead than my great grandmother. She has Jeez. like zero personality. Actually, her personality is like, "Hi, I am an Italian bitch who has nothing to do today or tomorrow. I have fake ass yeah. blonde hair, and I walk around making annoying sounds with my shoes. And oh, I like making blackface with my friends. Seriously, um, why the f does she walk all the time making those heels noises? Like, can't you just sit for a while? Can you have for once at least one interesting line?" No, Victoria is not able to say one meaningful thing. She is just like existing through life. The only good thing isn't here is Alan Delon's beauty. And by the way, his character sucks too. Uh, yeah, his character does suck too. Uh, this lady, I think her um, her account's pretty new, so there's not a ton of ratings in here. Some of the stuff are pretty like it's not bad. Her favorite films include Knights of Kiberia, which is a Jarrett pick. Yep. Forbidden Games from 1952. Don't know what that is. Uh, it's a Criterion movie at one point. Mm. It looks like they all are then, maybe. Uh, the Marriage of Maria Braun. Yeah. And then uh, Rocco and his brothers. <sighs> okay. You know Rocco and his brothers from Muccino Visconti. Whoa, big fan. It actually does look kind of good based yeah. on this. Hope, But, yeah, so this lady's, uh, I'm, I'm on board. Hmm. Yeah, no problem there. Cool. Um, next up will be Atia Sharma. <laughs> oh, okay. half, half a star. What a stinking pile of trash. <laughs> All right. Well, are they wrong? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, they don't. Man, they don't have a ton of things rated. They gave Mishima four and a half stars, which could be a, a little low for Mishima. Mishima's, you know. Pretty good. Pretty good. Ah, pretty good. I don't know. They gave Everybody Wants Some five stars, that Richard Linklater film, and that is that is not a five-star film, Jared. No, no. No, no. I don't know. This person doesn't really – two accounts that don't really have a ton of ratings, to be honest. They've only rated like a couple hundred shows. So, uh, finally, we got Obi-Wan. Like Kenobi? I think so. Okay. Uh, half a star shooting Monica VT's face for two hours straight and calling that a film of all the untouchable greats of cinema in Antioni's case. I can actually understand how can someone see his films as masterpieces. It's easy to attach any meaning you want onto them because they're empty as blank paper. Like us. I'm a little conflicted because there's some things I agree with on here. And some things they're they're a little bit for the dramatics. Lots of half stars. Like they gave Portrait of a Lady on Fire half a star and Tenet half a star, which I don't I don't know. 
favorite films are like Wages of Fear, Easy, uh, Five Easy Pieces, Paper Moon. Um, but in their bio, it says Take It Off, Liberty. And their pictures an American flag. So, like, are they anti-maskers? Do you think, or, or is it some from something else? I don't. I don't know. And the Liberty spelt like the yogurt. So I'm guessing it's they're talking about the yogurt. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You, I don't know. You want you want to hear from some people who five star this bad boy? I guess. Unfortunately. All right. We'll see. Let's see the defense of this movie. Um, Raul Palomino, five stars. This one's got some length. Antonioni concludes his trilogy on modernity and its discontents, a.k.a. the Incommunicability Trilogy or the Alienation Trilogy, conformed by La Ventura, La Note, with, with such as breathtaking piece of metaphysical reflection about privileged people. Holy fuck. Who precisely for that reason, and in the words of Antioni, have the enough time and necessary money to suffer as a result of their insatiable emotional and existential emptiness, with their souls in solitary confinement, probably caused by their egoism and world of ephemeral sensations, where their intra- and interpersonal relationships are damaged, and their love relations are just all the same. They live in a loop in which they put themselves. So that's like actually a pretty good summation of these two movies. I think okay. that's exactly what they're doing. But mm-hmm. nothing about that sounds. It's but it's, you watch them and you go, "Huh, that's what this is." And who is this for? Uh, just Antonioni and it, apparently uh, Raul like, Palomino. Like, well, no, well, he, he works for him. But like, even if that you take that at face value, like, yeah, they say that he's completely right. And I mean, that seems to be like the discussion around this movie is like these these movies perfectly capture that. But it's like I don't, mm-hmm. but I don't want to watch it. It doesn't change anything. It's just like watching like awful, shitty rich people do shit and they're miserable. And you're like, I'm going to feel good about that. I'm like, not really, because. Those actual people don't probably even feel that bad about it. They're they're busy being rich and vacant and awful elsewhere. They don't care about these movies. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yeah, you go watch that. We're, we're, we're going to go have fun. We're going to go play in the stonks and and, 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 bl- and black up. So I like, also... Yeah, I also like the rationale for like being sad for the rich people. They're like, man, I lost well, like a million lire, and they're like, that yeah. guy lost a billion lire. Yeah, I let's feel bad for him. Well, I don't know if you're supposed to feel bad. It's just kind of like there. No, I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, I'm like, I just don't really feel the intention of this. Like, it, it feels confused to me, mm-hmm. uh, or like a statement that like I just have. I don't need to see this. <laughs> this isn't the message I need to see about these types of people. Not not your movie. Yeah. That's what uh, let's see. Anything else in this one? In the final eight minutes, one of the best and most haunting mixtures of static and slow cinematography sequences with music around cinema. The Italian urban architecture, like the shadows imposed by large buildings in a sunny in a sunny day, empty streets, standing water in a trunk where a splinter floats, falsehood and illusion, imposing themselves in an eclipse in which finally nothing has changed. Question mark? Yeah. Um, oh. Let's see here. Yeah, the, well, the last couple of minutes are good. We we agree on that. Yeah. Uh, some people call it sublime. Genius. Who threw that out? 
Kinrig. Uh, Theo Antioni brilliantly used framing, focal lenses, and angles to tell a compelling story of a changing world and inability to connect. RJ just got up and took his headphones off and left. He's gone. It's it. He's o- it's over with now. There's no more podcast. Yeah, see, he's left. He's he's getting in the garage. He start he's starting the car. Oh no, he forgot something. Yeah. Oh, he okay. No, I, I you, yeah, you, totally. you 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 left the garage. You left to leave the podcast. That was what I was saying. You should have just. Oh. Gone. You should have kept running. That was your uh, Goodwill Hunting moment, where you're like, you should have never came back. You should never come back. Should have never come back. Well, I was listening to Tio or uh, mm. whoever you were talking about, and uh, my cat was opening up the closets, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, get out of here!" Uh, well, would you be surprised if the people who love that also love La Ventura? Because they do. Of course they would. Yeah, it makes, it makes total sense. If you like that, you're going. Of course you're going to like this too. You're, yep. you're going to say, "I'm not sure which one's my favorite." <laughs> like that's the sort of conversation. It's like because if those, but they both work for you. There's no questioning it. And it yep. seems like a lot of people just like to talk about what the movie, how the movie works for them. And yeah. uh, I feel left in the dust because I'm stupid. If someone will uh, let us know. Oh, <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, we're Philistines. Oh, we're going to get some uh, some choice uh, comments on this bad boy. Oh, yeah. Hit it in the chat, man. Also, maybe subscribe. And you can hit it in the chat every week that we d- disagree with you. Jarrett's there for you. Nope. Right, Jared? Yeah, your money's You'll take good. care of these people. Your money's good. Well, I mean, if you really don't like us, probably should retweet oh. it and say these guys stink. But Theo continues. Oh, right. His work is raw and macabre as it truly stands for the primitive existence of life. <laughs> Does it? And inability to so. and inability to connect, love without reason, crime without passion, and love without the essence of it. It's like fucking is it? It's just fucking stupid. It's like, no, it's yeah. not. This is asshole movies. That's that's it. What kind of movies? Asshole movies. Asshole. Like that? Asshole. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you love this guy. Uh, Jared Varga. Vile oh, stuff. Great follow-up to watching Demon Lover yesterday. This guy literally can't miss. <laughs> I feel like I'm being... See, I'm this, glad that this this per- Jared Vargas. Uh, I like his Twitter thing. It's like a it's a car with um, Patrick from SpongeBob, but he's like yeah. kind of like John Cena ish. Patrick is John Cena ish. Yeah, that's what that's what this draw. It's a drawing of a but standing in front of a car. Uh, uh, and I... their their tagline is Cinema Three. The vibe image, and huh. one of their favorite movies is Us. Oh, like which Us? us. Oh, the horror film Us. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. But yeah. see, but the reason why RJ, their favorite films spell out because one of their their first film is P. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Us, S Y. See, it spells pussy. That's vibin. That's that's vibin, and that's that that I assume is uh, the baseline of uh, joy that one gets. For, uh, pussy and Aunt Diony. Okay, RJ might be leaving for real now. I think I think I think I got him. I, I did it. This is it. We're we're calling it a day. 
He's just eh, out. He's out. He's out. He's good. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, fuck out. Uh, hey, what did I just say? Asshole cinema. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just get out of here, Antonioni. Oh, my God. Any final thoughts on this movie? I um, I agree <laughs> you, with you. Did you think? And people, I'm, I'm glad. Did you think people a- would hold it against us if we just like skipped his movies from now on? Like that's our statement. Like we'll never watch another one. It'll come up. We're like yeah, we're not doing that. I well, definitely don't want to watch Red Desert now or no, whatever that fucking yeah. movie is. <laughs> Anything, any of it. So I was like, no, I don't care. I don't like this yeah. movies. I don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I really don't want to watch that thing. Um. But you know, I, I think it's uh it's nice for me that you're on the same track here because if it was just me talking like this, I would I would get really railed w- with shit. But at least we can go down together. That's right. Yeah, which is good for me. I like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't have many things, many thoughts for thinking on this film. Uh, I think it was boring. It's a real good movie to rest your eyes on, <laughs> as, as my dad would say. You know. Yeah pops mm-hmm. it was a good point did you hear that blub i did that's a better blub than the movie had no no after the break yes and i mean i don't know maybe the last like eight minutes of this episode was really cool like the movie and whatever. then the, like like five or two minutes of it really cool sequence and stuff us dumping hard <laughs> That's what the cool sequence is going to be, is us dumping hard. That's what it is. But it's going to be like one of those like audio dumpings, kind of like Pontypool, that when people hear it, they go into like a zombie state, kind of, right? Like uh, like hey, an eclipse state. Be less like Antonioni and be more like Mike Trout. Well, pa- apparently, man, Mike Trout, apparently, yeah, man, Gr- he wouldn't make this movie. Great, great guy. Best, yeah, he- best guy. Signs autographs. Yeah, well, that's Friendly. all. That's all. That's all you need. That's all you good need with to the do. kids. Yeah, good with the kids. Good with the kids. He'll throw them some baseballs, hit them some dingers. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely, and you're never coming around. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired. Listening to the sound of my tears Every now and then I get a little bit nervous That the best of all the years have gone by Every now and then I get a little bit terrified And then I see the look in your eyes RJ, yeah. What's wrong with Italy? Um, 
They're insatiable. I've been saying this since the start. You know what I mean? They are insatiable. You can email us at Criterion Creeps. satisfies their sexual needs. At Criterion Creeps at gmail.com and tell us about your insatiability for fine artisanal cinema like this movie discussed tonight. How artisanal? We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. Uh, Oh, yeah, I am. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We've got a Patreon. We've got a YouTube. Soon to be canceled. Everything. It's all over. Our the YouTube's are... done for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we're, we're, we'll never recover from this. We're going to nuke it from orbit. Yeah. Uh, ooh. I heard that. Well, that revives stuff, though. Remember Superman? Oh, yeah. With the Genesis device in Star Trek 3. The, what about the bone generator? <laughs> <laughs> Next Classic. week... By 279. Yeah. Volker Schlondorf. Things are getting German up in here. Oh, God. I didn't know we had so much Volker in this end of the uh, crit. Young Torless from 1966. Oh, Young Torless? Yeah, not old. Not not middle-aged. Not, <laughs> not old? Not, 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 not baby. Not baby Torless? Young Torless? Young. Jared. I gotta tell you, that's probably my favorite of the Torless. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yes. 100%. Man, just using up all this gold material. Here, the, the bitter end. See, well, we gotta make it count. Plus, I can just recycle it. Nobody will pay any attention anyways. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Man, all the thing. Young Torless. Young Torless. See you all next week. I thought you were going to say, see you next Tuesday. See you in hell. Oh, good night. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs>